Okay. Welcome. Oh, fuck, we're recording. Yes, we are. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to the Lord in Podcast. The only podcast that takes six months vacation on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> with me today, I'm Anthony, and with me today, as always, is Elena. That's me. Henry. It's me. And Morgan. That's me. This time I didn't say here. Like a <laughs> Present. <laughs> Present. And today, we will be talking about the best game. On the planet Earth. Define best. <laughs> Shut up. That's how you <laughs> You wanna fucking go? <laughs> so today we will be talking about Kingdom Hearts. So you might be asking yourself, what is Kingdom Hearts? The best fucking game ever. It had style, like an iconic, iconic style that you will notice wherever you go, whenever you see it. It had flair. Everyone knows the songs. It was just amazing. I'm was pretty amazing. sure that J-pop star is only famous because it's gay. A hundred percent. They tried to play her song at Coachella. It did not work. No one knew what the fuck was happening. All those, all those Instagrammers, those influencers, they know nothing. They know nothing about what is the Kingdom Hearts. Like, I feel like this Kingdom Hearts came at, like, the perfect time. Because it was in 2002. Disney just finished, I think, like, Mulan. And they had this weird long period in which they didn't have any real hits after that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a good three to four year period in which we didn't really have that many Disney movies. We had, like, the offering. Like, we had, I think, um... I think DreamWorks really kicked in at that point. And that's when we're getting, mm-hmm. like... El Dorado and all these other movies like that that people think is Disney but they're not and that's why Anastasia and all that nonsense yes mm-hmm. exactly that's when like we, people were thinking we had that I think and Anastasia that was, was before that though oh was it? Anastasia was like the 90s wasn't it? Was really? It? I mean that does make sense I remember being pretty yeah I remember being pretty young when we got the VHS for it for it from Costco (laughs) Costco Costco had okay that's new information even to me (laughs) so yeah no um, so it came at the perfect time it was also in the ripe age and this new Finkel thing called scene and emo oh fuck sorry I don't know how much that messed up, but I have to fix that later with everyone's individual. But okay, yeah, fine. okay, no worries. But yeah, no. So like, this is right at the peak time of when seeing emo and punk were coalescing into this really unhealthy and toxic environment for people's emotions and other things. But it was perfect for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> that hot topic nonsense. Yes, it's when hot topic became. Hot topic. <laughs> so, so, so. You see this. <laughs> this is essentially <laughs> at its purest form. So down to the girl on the left, you see where she has every individual main character's hairstyle at once, somehow. So let's try and describe this for our two audio listeners. <laughs> so we have that, like, you know, that big scene here with highlights. We have uh, goth people dancing. We have, you know, belts and buckles. 
Uh, let's see. Um, of course, it's like the black and red because that's edgy. We mm-hmm. have Disney. We have Minnie Mouse apparently shooting gas. Uh, sorry, shooting <laughs> fire at someone. And then we have uh, someone with like a big sword trying to attack. <laughs> it's a big sword. Of a course. nine foot sword, if you will. Yeah, nine yeah, foot sword. I saw that and immediately thought of <laughs> <laughs> This is essentially Aragon people. We're getting a twofer here. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, this is essentially it. This is the coalescence that became Kingdom Hearts. I would have added more Final Fantasy imagery, but I feel like I got that with the pants. Yeah, with the belts and the goth and yeah. the Lulu dressing. Yeah, I think like, that encom- encompasses the entire genre. The Tetsuo Nomura style. Yeah, yeah. yeah very, weird, very him. Very mm-hmm. him. Like yeah. that weird extra belts that mean nothing but are there. Yeah, Squall had like two belts on him. It was yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I think the big shoes really also emphasize the whole Kingdom Hearts aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no need for your feet aren't that big. You have no need for that much space. Be he mugged the clown. So <laughs> he mugged good. the clown. He got the shoes. <laughs> Yes, I forgot to also mention during the early 2000s, there was also a weird epidemic of clown muggings. Yes, it was very common for our younger listeners who may not have been there. It happened all the time. Nobody understood. No, no, out in the rough and tough streets of a hoo-ha town. (laughs) (laughs) You can can scream, but no one will hear you honk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the music, yes. Okay, the fact that to this day and age, kids who have never played Kingdom Hearts know this fucking song and have made remakes of it (laughs) is fucking, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They had a freaking revamp of this. (laughs) Like, bruh. Hits. 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 Play this in your hit clips. Bruh, okay. Okay, so I went to this this club, well, bar, really, in D.C. once called Park. They were playing fucking LL Cool J. All old shit, Tupac, all this old shit. Then this shit came on and people freaked the fuck out. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I just saw, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I don't know what the hell the DJ was on, but he was on the best of shits. Okay, the best of shits. Okay. Then there's the combat and the gameplay. This shit was so easily, it was so easily intuitive. So easily intuitive that you could literally start in the middle of the game and get around the same amount of ease as you would get in later in the games. Because, like, um, when I used to play it, it was mostly just mashing buttons and then hitting the occasional triangle. That gives you the big, like, the screen literally shifts and tells you, hey, do you want to do this super special move? That's it's bright and green triangle that you gotta press right now. Cuties. <laughs> um, yeah, like it gets more complex if you wanna dig into it. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like Kingdom Hearts 2 is almost like a secret character action game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you Definitely, if you want to go that far, you can go that far. That's another thing. It has, it, like, such a low bar of, like, um, entry, I guess, with the entry. Like, but then a high level of mastery. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's like... You can beat the game on hard mode, doing, like, 10% effort. So, yeah, no, the gameplay, super easy to get. And if you want to, like, finish the game, yeah, and, like, 
super easy we call it to go through everything like there are some levels i will give you are like weirdly hard like there's always that one boss battle that for some odd reason no one can fucking beat like um i was just about to ask because i've heard people complain about it now i don't know if it was from the first game but i've heard people be like took me three days yeah no to beat sephiroth (laughs) okay okay (laughs) this is gonna be really deep cut because this is like you know you know that monkey balls game where like we went months at it so for those who don't know, Henry and I played a game called Super Monkey Ball, which is Worst like a puzzle ever. game, and it's extremely difficult, at least if you're bad at games like Henry and I are. So, <laughs> yeah, we would, like, every once in a while, we would pick it up and try it and get a little farther, but then there was this one point where we just, it like, our skill level maxed, and we have not progressed. <laughs> at so, all. Yeah, at all, essentially. But, like, it's also, like... You'll come back to it and you beat this at the first fucking time. Oh, yeah. That we that happened all the time. Like, I remember there was at least twice where Henry and I would spend hours trying to beat one level. We'd give it up. And then the next time we'd come back, like, the second try, we'd beat it. Or even the first try, like, it was nothing. And yeah. it was like, what the hell? Essentially, it's that. Because, like, okay, so we'll probably go... We'll go through at least two of them for me through this little thing. But, like... More often than not, you are breezing through this thing. Every every little puzzle game, even the like bosses where they don't tell you how to beat them and you just gotta kind of figure it out, mm-hmm. like you'll usually breeze right through them, and it's not much of an issue, except for those two bosses. And almost it's almost never the final boss, which is always wild to me. Like I've never heard people complain about how hard the final bosses in Kingdom Hearts are, mm. but them little heartless little bastards yeah. in the middle of the game for no apparent reason, especially the optional bosses. Oh my god, the optional bosses? Those are fucking ridiculous. Well, they're optional for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but like, there There's are other levels games to like this. that too, like, um, played through Elden Ring. And it, the final boss, I'm not saying it's easy, but definitely compared to an optional boss where it literally took people, again, literal days <laughs> to beat Melania. And it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> I've never played, like... Elder, I've only seen like the cool edits on TikTok. Like, yeah, just like I was watching. I, just know I was just watching someone up. play it, and they probably beat the final boss within like three tries or so, or four tries. Now they had played it before, mm-hmm. but then they when fighting Melania, it probably took them like three hours, like three hours? easily. Oh, that's yeah. actually pretty good. But again, they played they had played it before, <laughs> oh, and we grinded religiously up until that point to try to be as beefed up as possible and it's still and you gotta remember too every attempt was probably like five seconds because oh she can she has a move that can just yeah. instantly kill you basically okay so that not saying they ripped it off <laughs> I mean but I have seen her move and I also oh, seen another f- character's move in this game and it's essentially the same thing I'm like, yeah oh, I know okay. I'd seen it before because it's rip- essentially just like a sword tornado type yeah thing, where she can like super like fast go around the map and yeah shit. like when she slices you and she goes right behind yeah. you like <laughs> yeah no they have that here too I'm pretty sure it's a cultural thing <laughs> I don't know I think it shows I up think, in a lot of we call anime and all this stuff too I think Elden Ring came out first yeah the, the Game that won what, 2022 game of the year. Uh, oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Like Kingdom Hearts, like like should be sued for like ripping them off like new time space. Like, bruh, really? I don't know. You can't touch that Disney though. <laughs> uh, true, true. Also, okay. Another thing that I like about this, we call it. Um, um, oh, okay. I was just gonna say about the can't touch that Disney. Do you know the story of how it all came to be? Of Disney? No, of Kingdom Hearts. 
and the partner. I know what the original design for the characters look like, but I don't actually know like the background background. I believe it was Tetsuo Nomura, the Japan uh, Disney's Japanese brand shared an office with Square Enix, huh. and I believe it was Tetsuo Nomura who caught like the president or like the vice president of Disney or something in the elevator and just gave his elevator pitch and his idea was a game compare contain um a game with final fantasy characters and disney characters and the main character was a boy with a chainsaw yeah i saw that yes (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't recall i couldn't get another picture for this i couldn't find it for some reason but like yeah no that's that's wild this all started from a desperate elevator pitch literally in an elevator. I fucking love that. I don't know, I feel like a lot of us make decisions based on, like, people call them shower thoughts, but it's always, like, when you're just doing the most random shit. Like... <laughs> True shit, though, because, like, last night that was literally me. I decided to, I was going to go out, and I call it, did, and I missed, I ended up missing, like, a whole ass fight at this club yet last night because I decided to not go to the bathroom because I thought mm, they probably out of toilet paper let me go next door <laughs> <laughs> just randomly too I didn't like go in and check or like had any you, you saw a guy s- standing with toilet paper rolls going like waving on the table <laughs> you're like you know what maybe not here <laughs> essentially <laughs> come back everyone's outside I'm like oh my god what happened I uh, I there is no he possible way. They turn I around. Think... They're like, "There you are." <laughs> <laughs> I'm high on my mind at that moment, so I would have ran. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So like another thing I love, also cool factoid, like awesome. Another thing I love about this is um, while okay, you know how like in um, straight from movie to video games, like kind of video games like the transformer game like essentially you're just going through the movie like nothing mm-hmm. is changing no matter what you do in the game or like or how you solve the problem you're going to get the same clip from the movie at a bad res mm-hmm. essentially yeah. like in the incredibles game too like they like regardless of what you do or like how it happened in the movie like you're going to get the same exact clip from the movie because it's just to sell more property of the movie right yeah mm-hmm. it's a cheap tie-in essentially like kingdom hearts does that too but they also make it a little bit different. And like sometimes it comes out into like really funny and weird situations and scenarios. Like, um, let me do one that isn't in this game, but next one we will probably forget it by the time we do it. So like, there's one where... Right, so don't forget, and I can tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's one where, um, I find it absolutely freaking hilarious is, um, so Simba, Simba, you know Simba, right? Lion he gets King. kicked out of, we call it the Lion King, we call the Pride Lion by Scar, right? And he's fucking around in, um, Akuna Matana land, I forget his name. <laughs> the jungle? The jungle, yes. <laughs> With, uh, Timon and Pumba. You know the Amazon Akuna Matata? Yeah. That we must protect at all costs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And we call it, um, Sora's running around and they're having fun and, like, they're trying to bring him back to Pride because they're talking about how awful it is and, you know, in Pride Land, mm-hmm. they call it the Pride Lands. Mm-hmm. I remember that name. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
instead of the issue being like, oh, Scar is a bad leader and everything is recalled bad because he's not good, so all the plants are dying and all this weird shit. It's Oh, Scar's possessed by a heartless. <laughs> Not Bro. just any heartless, though. The heartless the size of a goddamn city. <laughs> stomping around the Pride Lands, killing everything. Oh like, oh. God. What the fuck, man? At a certain point, you're like... Huh? <laughs> it, gets, it gets fucking hilarious, too, when you go back and look at it. It's like all the bad guys are meeting up, and it's like... Oogie Boogie, Maleficent, Captain Hook. Like, I will say, I feel like... They're, like, in a secret meeting, and they're, like, covered in shadows. But you can see their outline. You know who they are. You can hear their voice. You know who they are. But then they're talking about stupid anime shit. They're like, the boy is consumed by the darkness. I will say, as someone that had, like, because I'm the person here that has no Kingdom Hearts reference, I feel like we're getting a little far ahead because okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. No problem. Okay, so we'll, we will get further into this actually right after this. So, now let's go to the story. The funny parts. So, the story. Um, in the first game, I will say, you don't really notice the weird beat. Because everything's getting started, you don't know what you know as it's, much as Sora does, so you know jack your, shit, nothing, including shit you should know. It's your shonen anime protagonist going on an adventure. It's like I mean, pretty much. <laughs> Essentially, so like you basically basic paper baghead. You can literally put any person here, and you'll be the same exact person, mm-hmm. except like he has this super special quality that no one can see. But like, it's he's a paper bag essentially. A living paperback. <laughs> and as the story goes on, you will see the threads slowly pull itself loose until uh, the whole entire thing is just a mess. Mm-hmm. So now after that, let's go on to the story. <laughs> so first, first, the game starts out with Sora having a very weird and extremely vivid well he says dream but this is very clearly a premonition from god like they try to make this ambiguous i had this dream and there was this sick song playing as i was falling right middle of nowhere (laughs) right (laughs) like just it's very clear this is hmm my dreams aren't usually like ultra specific and like the fact that he can like clearly clearly see all five of his fingers (laughs) <laughs> like a normal amount of fingers and like can talk normally should have been the biggest red flag and he can understand when people are talking like he should be like oh okay this is their her mouths are matching the sounds they're making that I can understand this is not a dream but no, <laughs> it's very much portrayed like oh it's just a really weird and he's dream. not like naked in, in like middle school or whatever right <laughs> or it's like a test today but you know what in his defense though in his defense it does literally start with him falling onto this very cool fucking stained glass platform so he's having the falling dream sensation I yeah suppose. So like, and he's like in a void. Yeah, so I guess he could like make like if he if he grips onto that little factoid, a little fun little sleep factoid for dear life, and not look at any of the other signs, he could see. Okay, yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream. But while he's in this dream and he lands on this little like also just coolest fucking. Give me again back to the aesthetics. They knew how to get their Disney adults. This shit's fucking cool. It's ornate. It's like vaguely gothic in the way that Disney Castle is, but like not enough to make it scary. Mm. <laughs> like, this is gorgeous. This is actually a pretty cool fucking picture. So, 
Once he lands on there, he hears a voice in his head saying, hey, you must choose. And he's like, uh, choose what? There's no options here. It's a blank platform with apparently... A, you can't Fucking see it now. Fucking shoes. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be an eye test. They're gonna be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see it now because I couldn't fit all of them. Because like, he goes to a bunch of these platforms to the game, and I just want to get you the basic one that I found the coolest. The platform shows a picture of one of the Disney princesses, clearly with her eyes closed and asleep, and just more imagery is portraying. So the first one is Snow White. And they don't really go, we'll go into that later. And it's actually, this is, again, not dream, very much a premonition sent from God. And you will see this later. So, on the platform, he's called, instructed by a voice to say, choose what lies in your heart. And something vague bullshit like that. And um, three lights show up with three items in it. One's a sword, the courageous sword, brave sword, blah, blah. One's a shield, we call also courageous and brave, blah, blah, blah. And then there runs a weird magic wand. And if you're a smart player, mm. you choose the magic wand. Because mm. if I wanted to go around magical zones and areas and realms and with a freaking stick hitting things, I would do that. Hi. I would play Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. <laughs> I'm getting the freaking magic and being a wizard. Are you stupid? <laughs> But really, these are just little things to tell you, hey, what's your strongest stat do you want to If be? you like to go, if you want to just style on people and go combo crazy, it's get the sword. It is. I, actually, I don't even know. I don't even really know how it affects your stats fully. I'm pretty sure it just makes your attacks stat yeah, higher, just, or your defense stat higher, or your yeah, magic stat just nobody higher. Picked I know the for, shield. Nobody I, picked the no shield. One actually, no one No one picked the shield. <laughs> actually, it's funny. I picked the shield because we were the old Fucking suck nerd. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why I picked the shooter was because I knew it would suck at the game, so that would give me more health. So, <laughs> and it was one of those things, I was just like, you know what? I do suck at this game. Thank you. Give me shield. Give me shield. <laughs> I, I love that this shows that when you call it Morgan as a child had the forethought that most children don't have. It's like, hey, maybe I should plan for things. Like, nah, I'm here for the story. Not look at the cool shiny thing. Right? <laughs> Which is the only Good on way you, to strategize. Bro. Good on you, bruv. Good on you. <laughs> I did not choose that. I chose the magic. I'm a fucking wizard. wizard. I'm not here for thoughts. I'm not here for consequences. I'm here for boom, boom, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> so you choose that and immediately... The thing just like call all other options disappear, and you were bombarded with another voice telling you, "Hey, move up to the next platform." <laughs> so you do that, and while you're walking up, you're getting all this, what we call a little bit of message. I wish I could find a clip of the music that we had because it's it's ominous, but like also like it sounds nice it's cool it's cool i liked it it's a really nice effect to get you into the mood for this kind of game i liked it so as you're walking up you get to the second platform and there are monsters about this little guys up here and this one i think i believe is um sleeping beauty who's the platform i'm not sure um so essentially like you're bombarded by the little guy over here not the not the one who has abs the <laughs> small guy <laughs> To describe this, it looks kind of like a, a like black a goblin cockroach. kind of like yeah, you know, it's like a cockroach kind of like with yellow tube. eyes. Yeah, kind of like like 
Standing a on cockroach, but less ugly. Yeah, yeah. Less? <laughs> <laughs> it looks kind of like a spooky kind yeah, of Yeah, Henry's like, cockroaches are beautiful. What are you talking about? <laughs> All of the Lord's blessings are beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, no. Explains um, why you're ugly. Wow. <laughs> They can't see me. We could have kept this mirage going. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Henry looks like Handsome Squidward. I was just acting out. That's worse. Handsome Squidward? Have you actually seen Handsome Yeah, Squidward? but the whole thing with Handsome Squidward is everyone dog. collectively sees like the hottest thing ever. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> the face itself was just so horrifyingly like... It was so beautiful, it made people cry. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. So, you get sworn by these little guys, and it's, like, an easy, pretty battle. Like, it's essentially just getting you used to, like, the budding mashing that you'll be subsisting mm. on for the rest of this game. And Because I only think they really attack. Because, you know, I don't think you have health at this point of the game. Like, I literally think it's just, like, yeah, do what you want. Just You're don't... just beating up these yeah, <laughs> monsters. This... They can't fight back. Oh, God. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> And then, like, yeah. They have no hearts, Morgan. Yeah, they're heartless. You don't know They must right die. Now. You don't know this right now, but those are heartless. Okay, okay. You'll learn this later. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> you oh, didn't look, hear roaches. it from me, but I heard that dude over there. No yeah, the heart. guy with the Anthony window. <laughs> okay, and then, and then, after you beat up these little guys, then... The most, one of the most basic, like, hero's quest tests, like, ever comes up. You have to face the dark shadow version of yourself. So, like, literally from, like, Sora's shadow, a dark, like, not even dark, just, like, load saturation and, like, darker yeah, this color. Dude, big dude with the abs. Not him, not him, not him, not him, not yet, not no, yet. No. <laughs> you have to face, like, shadow Sora, and, like, that's also something, but also he doesn't really attack you that much. He's just kind of... He's a wimpy. Ha! <laughs> Two minutes later. Ha ha! <laughs> it sounds like he's doing his best, and I think we shouldn't dunk on him. I, I don't. Exactly. I don't respect dark people. <laughs> okay, well, okay, now we definitely need an appearance contest. <laughs> they can look at our logo. Sorry, it's shadow, fine. People. shadow people. Specifically, <laughs> shadow, shadow people. I don't respect shadow people. That doesn't help what you just said. People that form from your shadows. Okay, but I need to remind you, Anthony, that there's also a white man on our logo. And there's a black man on I'm our logo. I'm the black one. There you go. So the one who says he doesn't respect dark people is the black one. I'm just trying to make that very clear. I, 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 am, also, I am also a white oh one. <laughs> People who I speak. am white one. Not a demographic specific. People formed out of your own shadow out to kill you. <laughs> you still will not catch someone who looks like me in the street ever. Not even in the street in any context just saying out loud, yeah, I don't respect the dark one. <laughs> I meant dark as an evil, but that somehow still not doesn't work. I'm desperately trying to save you from this sinkhole. I'm trying so Moving hard. on! <laughs> Moving on! Shadow people, like, out of your own shadow, out to kill you from a being, like, sent from God to test you. This is, yes. 
So after you beat that, you're directed to another. Oh, I'm platform. tired now. <laughs> I'm tired from being our PR team. <laughs> hey, thank you for getting a raise after this because I'm pretty sure I'm like this. Oh, great, because I'm being paid zero dollars. I can't wait for that to multiply. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so um, after that, you go to a third platform, which I believe is just a pink platform displaying like the silhouettes of different print. Well, not really because they're not actually shaped like any of the Disney princesses or any of the princesses they're referring to in the game. They are just blank, vaguely shaped like, oh, I can infer that this is a princess silhouette considering the last two ones. And it doesn't show you who they are or like what they're representing, but it's just a vague little platform. And then I believe it shows you to a door in which you cross it. And then you get to this weird, you get to an island essentially, like a very paradisical island. And you see a bunch of kids around that you can infer source friends because he's not freaking out like, who the hell are you people? (laughs) But like, as he's talking to them, it's very clear that they're not really, they're asking him, hey, what what do you lie, what what lies in your heart? Is it friendship? Courage? Destruction? (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to choose an answer. And it's like, oh. Yikes, okay, uh, I'm guessing friendship, because who the heck's gonna choose to say destruction lies in my heart too, I believe. Because in this part of the game, like, Sora's like 13, 14, but they look like they're freaking toddlers. Mm-hmm. So like, who's gonna say destruction lies in my heart to a toddler and think, oh, they're gonna take that well? So like, obviously answer everything. And like, they're all talking very weirdly, like, ominously, but he doesn't seem to be like, reacting to it very much, which probably should be another sign to him that this is, a dream. A dream, or not, not necessarily... Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. A dream. So he walks around, and then he gets to a little islet, a, a raised mini island mm-hmm. attached to his island by a wooden bridge, like a really small makeshift one. And suddenly, there's a storm that's blues, and then the giant guy with abs I show you is here. Yeah. And he's here to kill Sora. And he's kind of like... He's kind of like partially attached to the ground and not really, but like, yeah. And all the little guys are also swarming him. And you're supposed to beat him, but I'm not sure exactly if you beat them or not. It might be one of those things where you're expected to fail. Mm-hmm. And then the real game starts. I think it's you fight them, but then he, like, I don't remember. Yeah, it's been so long. I, I really I'm should have replayed the. Yeah, no worries. You know, I really should have replayed the game. I really should have replayed the game to like see all the little small intricacies, but I'm just literally just going off memory. <laughs> and I have so much vivid memory, I'm like, I got this shit. So, yes. So, yeah, no, you fight the guy, eventually you defeat him, or like it defeats you. Won't go with that, really. And boom, bada bing, dream's over, you wake up with an ominous message since you have completed your test. Mm. And you wake up in the standard heroes. Like, this is like very standard hero, Link's Village kind of thing. It's paradise. There's no real issues in this land. You're living on a tropical island. And here's where the funky stuff happens. Because, okay, so Sora wakes up via his friend Kyrie, the little girl in the red hair that you see. In mm-hmm. weirdly not the most normal outfit out of all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> But even then, still kind of weird. She's wearing a sports bra, tank top, and a two-layered skirt with a belt on it. None of it. It makes it. it, 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 Sorry. 
What did I miss? Uh, nothing. Sora beats the monster guy and wakes up on the beach. Okay. And is greeted by his friend, Kyrie, the redhead. And Kyrie? The most normal outfit of this little thing. Kyrie, yeah, God. You were going to hear her name a lot. A lot, a lot. Kyrie. how little she actually interacts with the plot. A lot. But, you know. Anime game, female protagonist, club protagonist, or deuteragonist, plot device, all the same. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and yet, she is dressed the most normal. Yeah, kudos for her. <laughs> fashion on this desolate no, island. I mean, the clown shoes are less prominent. They actually look like, not, you can call it environment appropriate, because they're, they're backless, like slippers. <laughs> like, these are very clearly like scuba shoes. Essentially, <laughs> not scuba shoes, but like you know, pool shoes. So like, yeah, most appropriate. And she wakes up, and they're on this paradisco island. And here's another weird thing that I like always thought was weird as a child, but like couldn't vocalize very well enough. Where are the parents? Because like, it's a good question. It's not even I like always you thought it was weird same too. place as Dora the Explorer. Essentially, <laughs> but it's not even like that. Well, yeah, actually. Exactly Although I guess like they that. do show up eventually, but in the beginning they're just like, why is this five-year-old going on a jungle adventures? Yeah, funnily enough, because like, the parents are referenced, and it's not like I'm saying this like, oh, because like, they should be around, because like, they're in their house and stuff, because you never, you go to Sora's house exactly once in the entire series, and it's like, after this scene. Otherwise, you're never back at these islands, like never. But, but... The funny thing is, the island that I'm showing you right now is not actually... Well, it is a part of Destiny Islands, but it's not where they live. This is just where they go to hang out and play. This is like a totally different island. They are only accessible to them by boats. So what I'm hearing is, their parents quite literally allow these kids, unsupervised, to go to one of the other archipelagos in this island. Or, sorry, other islands in this archipelago. Unsupervised. With no, like, ability to contact each other. Because they're three bones. They're, like, 13. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just them. It's also their other friends who hung around this island. Like They're basically what, adults, is what I hear. Essentially. <laughs> essentially. Like, 13-year-olds are adults. So like, this is an uninhabited <laughs> island, but look at the level of, like, productivity and, like, infrastructure they've made on this island just fucking around and like again they are 13 so either they have been building this shit they had handyman skills at the age of like 7 and this has been a long oh they were doing this real quick well I'm thinking of like Ash Ketchum who's 10 and is going out on his own with like some Very friends like with like that. you know that same the Pokemon kind of nonsense where it's like Very oh, 10 much years that same old energy. yeah and I, I've noticed that about a lot of people called like Japanese products, so like Digimon does this too. Except like Digimon, I guess they have the excuse like they themselves did not want to go on this trip and they were basically kidnapped by fate <laughs> and like dropped into a different world. But like essentially, like yeah, there's a weird like running trend of like well, children being unsurprised. Well, the thing with Japan is like I feel like with Japan they often seems like my life is over after high school. So. Remember all those times when I was a young kid? That that that's the good stuff. So I have to yeah, romanticize. Just, yeah, absolutely. Yikes. Yeah, me as a kid was fucking awful. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like in every reasonable metric, <laughs> everything was awful. <laughs> but it's like awesome. I feel like for a lot of people, it's like when you have mental illness, you don't peak in childhood. Like yeah. your childhood was just full of like. No one believing you and not being medicated. Yeah. <laughs> <Essentially>. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah. Or no. people telling you to get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dramatic shit. So yeah. Then no. you become an adult and you're like, oh my god, my problems were real this whole time. <laughs> and so yeah, like, it's like, oh my yeah, god, I got. Why bills. didn't you go to anyone about this? I'm like, I, I went did. to you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got bills and shit now, and maybe my back don't work as good, but it's like. But now I have medication and therapy, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, no, like, weird, horrible. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> so Kyrie wakes him up, and like, then they run into Riku, who's a silverhead guy, and I really don't know what you could call his outfit. Like, it seems like a weird hodgepodge of a fisherman. Minion, <laughs> <Minion>, yes. <laughs> Yikes. It's literally a yellow shirt and like blue overalls, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm just trying I to think, describe it for the people. Yeah, I actually, weirdly enough, I think they're supposed to be like fishermen's chaps. It's minion overalls. <laughs> <laughs> but like they're, they're they fucked up the bottom, so like the water's getting in <laughs> inside out. Yes, essentially. It's, he wore his he wore his fisherman gear inside out, so all the water just absorbed into it it's like a band aid. Essentially, I mean they're inflatable. They, oh they god. Oh, it's like the SpongeBob anchor arms. Yeah, yeah. The SpongeBob anchor arms with the pants. Yeah. <laughs> I love that this breakdown has become a ripping of the, all of their outfits. <laughs> like, as we're doing this, let's get on to the the king himself, Sora. His weird little actual bell bottom pants. Mm. The kind of, like, I think the <laughs> reason why they had those <laughs> the reason why he had like those shorts is because Mickey kinda of has those red shorts. Yeah, no, I hundred percent understand so? the thought process. Yeah, but it looks weird on a human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like they are not actually proportionate in any way whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like also also like you also, though I do admit, you gotta appreciate the bling that they have. You can't really see Kyrie's stuff, but like you can, you can kind of see Sora's like crown. Like he has some pretty solid bling on him. Like the crown he got some ice on that neck, uh, <laughs> right? Like he acts like okay, okay. And we don't know my, we don't know his tax bracket, but he's flexing on these poor <laughs> The tax bracket on this island of tree houses. Yeah. <laughs> they don't live on this island. Uh, this is just where they choose to hang out. Their summer home. Yes. <laughs> but okay, and so like eventually, as you meet the group and you get this, you kind of get a weird dynamic between the two because it's very clear that um, from all the weird little things and little notes you talk to Kyrie and Sora about, and Sora and Riku, like. Kyrie very clearly likes Sora. Like it's they're show, they're doing the whole Katara Aang thing. Like, like they're showing this in the first five minutes of the game that they are love interest, and like it's very freaking clear. And um, you also get to handle the weird dynamic between Riku because he kind of seems like the third man out. Like, because like he doesn't he's not a part of this obvious couple forming because like Sora also is very clearly clearly in the Kyrie. But he kind of teases both of them, and like everything's a competition. And I feel like they're trying to make it show like, oh, you got the love interest and you got the rival. And like, he also, we call it, um, they kind of portray like he also is somewhat interested in Kyrie for like a quick second, mm -hmm. weirdly enough. But the way they did it, it really makes it seem like he just has a thing for Sora. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it gets real bad in the second game. Exactly. It gets real bad in the second we'll, we'll game. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the way they frame it really makes it look like he mostly just has an issue with... Because he doesn't really... He doesn't actually... In, he act, interacts with Kyrie really regularly, but like not in the same way he interacts with Sora. And like, he... 
tries to play off like okay, so in this game, there's a special kind of star fruit. Like it's not like in real life star fruit. It's like literally shaped like a fucking star, and they call it papal fruit. Papu fruit? I don't know. Papu fruit. Yeah, I think so. And like, <laughs> apparently, if you share with someone in in canon, like you're linked forever in life. And oh my god, what if you did it by accident? <laughs> right, right. Like someone just spiked your sandwich or something, <gasps> being like, "Oh my god, yeah." Right, right. <laughs> I see problems with this. <laughs> and Kyrie literally hands it to him. Like, literally hands him a, what we call papu fruit. It's like, hey, I heard you were looking for this. Have it. You want it? No, why would I want that? He throws it away. He throws it away after Riku makes fun of him for having it. Oh. And I'm like, my dude, what the fuck? And I we call it, they don't go back to that. They just chase off chase off after each other. Like, oh, it's a little cute little moment between friends. Like, that was a love proposal. And I think two of them. (laughs) <laughs> and he rejected both of them <laughs> so I was like you get a little thing cause like Sora and Riku are like sword fighting and they're talking about their aspirations in life and they they make it very clear that they want to leave the island and they don't really say why at first and then like we call it um Kyrie gets into her backstory in which we call it apparently you find out that she has amnesia and she doesn't remember anything that happened before she reached these islands. She's not actually from here. Like, she's from a different place. Explains the sensible clothes. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> she's a burner. See, my brain just thinks of, like, it's, like, you know, like a baby in, like, a basket, and you're floating on, like, nah, nah. the sea, and then... <laughs> you would think, you would think, but no. She's actually only been here for, like, I think, technically... They're 13. What's 5 minus 13? 8? She's probably only been here about, like, six to seven years. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah, no, and she's living with the mayor of this town that you never see. Oh. And, like, wait, wait there's a mayor? There's a mayor. She's the daughter of the mayor. They don't really reference, they reference it, like, vaguely once and, like, go back to this character after a battle and she'll talk to you for two seconds before she just repeats the same line over and over again. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, no, it's not, it's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. Like, she's the daughter of the, we call the adopted daughter of the mayor of the town, that's... Yeah, her little story. No one knows where she's from. No one knows where she could have come from. Because for all they know, these islands are all that's ever existed. But mm-hmm. that's all they know. And since Kyrie came from a place that they are very clear, like, yeah, she's not from these islands. We don't know where she came from. They're like, okay, let's go find out where that is. So all three of them fight. Because, you know, despite the weird dynamic they have, they're all actually pretty good friends. Like, like they're like, Kyrie, you want to go out there. And we call, you're from a place out there. We want to find where you're from. We, like, we want to know. And, like, that inspires them to go, like, traveling. They want to do that. And, like, that's awesome. I like that. It's not just for Kyrie. They also just want to explore the world. Because, like, before this, they had no idea anything else existed but these islands. So, as they're just fucking around making the raft for their eventual travel. By the way, their parents have probably no idea they're planning to leave. (laughs) Like, at all. Like, again, the parents are not factors into this. They're like, yeah, we're going to leave the islands and make a raft and, like, just go adventuring. And, like, we're 13 and, like, our parents are still living and around because they reference both of them. And they'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> we're not going to worry about this. That's going to harsh the They were in jail. <laughs> Essentially. 
But, 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 while this is happening, Rico's off building the boat. This quite literally, it's very clear he's doing 90% of the work. But, like, they're, they're, Kyrie and Sora are literally on a honeymoon kind of bullshit. <laughs> they're not a couple, but they're like, I don't want to work. I want to just make googly eyes at you and make really vague references that are very clearly, like, outlining my love for you that I'm not going to ever explain and we're going to play it off like it's a little kid thing. And, like, I get it. They're children. They're no, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. But a really weird fucking thing happens that I forgot until, like, midway making through this live show that, like, there's a, there's a scene, like, a really important scene where Kyrie literally just walks up to Sora in the middle of the sun and says, like, hey, let's just go by ourselves. Let's go. Riku's acting weird. Let's just go by ourselves. And I'm like, just ditching the man. Just ditching Riku. Bro. That's the bullshit. Hey. I, at a certain point, I'm like, wow. Uh, yikes. That's kind of fucked up. And like, and she's acting weird the entire time. So, like, yeah, no, it's weird. It's a weird scene, but like, it's very important. You're like, oh my God, why would she say that? They're friends. Mm-hmm. But like, you're also like, oh, because she wants to have a special time with Sora. Obviously, she likes him. But yeah, so there goes on. Sora does not take the hint whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And decides to go back to explore the island. So there's a special part in the island called the Secret Place, and which you can kind of see in the little secret. Place. It's not what you think. It's not a romantic thing, but like I know, this is like, wait. So how many people know about the Secret Place? One, two, three, four, five, six. I, I have a problem Every with Kyle this. that's been on this island. <laughs> I have a problem with this name. <laughs> so like it should be the known place. <laughs> so they go back to this. We call the Secret Place. Ah, uh, wait, wait, quote, quote. <laughs> Quotation marks. <laughs> and um, you see, like, the room is, like, full of little drawings of stuff. Like, just little kid drawings. Because they found a little place with chalk. And, like, this is perfect drawing. And you see a little... You can't really see it from the picture I gave you. But, like, right here in the middle... Oh, fuck. <laughs> right here in the middle, we call it... You can kind of see a picture of Sora, who he draw. Originally, it's just a picture of him facing Kyrie's face, <coughs> talking. But, like, then he draws a picture of him handing her a papaw fruit. And I'm like, okay, really laying it on thick. And, like, also, are you doing this in a place where y'all regularly visit and you're not trying to tell her how you feel? You're going to draw you showing basically a proposal mm-hmm. on a little picture thing that everyone on the island comes to regularly and can see. But you won't tell her you like her? Huh? I feel like it's just like at that point it's like putting it on Craigslist for everyone to see. <laughs> Yikes. That's what I'm thinking. This would be the time frame for that, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000s, weird time. So yeah, no, while he's doing this, all of a sudden a weird bag head got like brown, like a weird vaguely humanoid shape in a brown cloak that looks like weirdly cartoonish. Just starts up, it disappears in the room while he's drawing. He didn't even notice it, right? And he's like, the door will open. And as you can see, in this weird little uninhabited island with no human contact outside these kids, there is a weird door yeah, in the middle of in this a, cave. In the middle of a cave, in the middle of a bunch of rocks, there's a clearly man-made door just there. <laughs> uh, Nobody uh, questions it. A bear could have made that door in. <laughs> there's no bears on the island. <laughs> Maybe it's sea bears. You don't know. <laughs> I it died I making this. I can't refute this. <laughs> it died making this door. <laughs> and oh god, okay. God. <laughs> so essentially, he's like the door will open, 
and all this weird vagueness, vague references to worlds and doors. And how this door will open. And it's basically a dude's, like, you know, in, like, Is New it York. Pitbull saying Mr. Worldwide? No. <laughs> no, but that'll be someone else soon. <laughs> so, essentially, we call it, um, he's just making vague references to the world ending. And, like, the door will open. And, like, darkness shall reign and bullshit. And Sora's like, hey, who are you? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. And then he just kind of passes. He just kind of passes out and wakes up outside. What? It's just reminding me of Aragorn. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to transition this scene. Passes yeah. out. Honey, what happened? We found you in the in the middle of a cave. You were passed out. I don't know. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he has undiagnosed seizures. <laughs> But, but weirdly enough, he wakes up in his, like, room. And this is, like, the one and only time we will ever see Sora's room. Or hear his mom. Because he wakes up in the middle of the night, and there's a hurricane brewing. But weirdly enough, the hurricane seems to be very isolated on the island, and it's purple for some reason. Very That's purple. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're boring. It's fine. Like, why, why, do we, why do we care about that? So he goes off to the docks, because for some odd reason, that's where he is. And he notices that Kyrie and we call it Riku's boats are missing. So he goes there, and he's the stranger, weirdly enough, was right. And the world is ending. Rocks are flying into the air. We call it, um, the wind is purple and blowing everywhere. It's all hectic as fuck. And he's looking for Kyrie and Riku because they're both on the island. He's, we call it like, he sees both their boats. It's very clear. And as he's running around, he comes across, let me see if this cuts in the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. So as he's going around, he's also seeing all these heartless, the little guys I showed you before. And um, he's fighting them, but with his wooden sword, he can't touch them. Like, it just goes right through them. It doesn't affect them because they're not actually corporeal. They're just black ink blots essentially mm -hmm. and he's getting his ass beat so he's just running around trying to avoid them escape them and he's running to find he sees Riku right and as you can put on the thing you'll hear Riku has a bit of a come to the dark side moment can you hear? Mm -hmm. yeah hear. awesome Sora enters from the left running Riku is facing away with his eyes closed Where's Kyrie? I thought she was with you. Riku remains facing away and looks up. The door is open. What? Riku turns around. The door is open, Sora. Now we can go to the outside world. What are you talking about? We gotta find Kyrie. Kyrie's coming with us. The camera points upwards and shows that there is a pulsating black orb high in the sky. Once we step through, we might not be able to come back. We may never see our parents again. There's no turning back. But this may be our only chance. We can't let fear stop us. I'm not afraid of the darkness. Riku holds out his hand toward Sora. A pulsating black portal appears below Riku. Riku? Hand-like shadows grip at Riku. 
Riku remains unfazed. Sora runs towards Riku and gets trapped in the mass of shadows and is unable to get close to his friend. Sora reaches out to grab Riku's hand but is unable to. The screen goes black. A shining light appears. Both Riku and the shadows are gone but in Sora's hand is a sword in the shape of a key. He gets the okay. <laughs> he gets the keyblade. Just recall while Riku is trying to pull him into the darkness. Which another thing, like heads up, kids, if something calls itself the darkness, <laughs> maybe you don't touch it. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I mean, all the kids are going into the darkness, so peer oh, pressure. Also, when you play D and D, you do the literal opposite of that. Yeah, oh, you and another character bet on each other to touch the darkness. <laughs> it happened maybe six times. I don't think it's actually indicative of the culture. <laughs> but yeah, so like. Long story short, Riku disappears into the darkness while the world's ending. And instead of disappearing with him, Sora gets the Keyblade. And that banishes the darkness that was trying to consume him. And still haven't found Kairi. That's a bit of a problem, but I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> She'll show up. She'll yeah. eventually show She's up. fine. She's, She's fine. fine. You know, sometimes you just misplace your Kairi. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe falls behind the washing machine or like... Funny that you say that. That is actually... The running pot of these games. <laughs> <laughs> Leon! Essentially. <laughs> so. Meanwhile, I just need We call it, um. Essentially. Oh, here it is. Perfect. Okay. So, in this scene, Sora goes around the island looking for Kyrie, and eventually he come across her in the. <coughs> the secret place. I. I the very say, known place. The door. Yeah. Let's go with the door. Also, before we go, look how ornate that door is. No one asking the right questions here. It's clearly a natural rock formation. Yeah, a natural Do you one. want to describe it for viewers? Yeah, it's very... I don't know so it's, it's like a white door, and it's got very clear, like, hand-carved symbols like, in very it. very archaic. Like, if you imagine, like... A house door mixed with a castle door with all the like ornate yeah. patterns and shit. It's like that. In the middle of a rock face. Yeah. In a cave. In a cave we call it system. So yeah. The long ass tunnel. <laughs> Kyrie! Another door. Sora. Windy ass door, right? <laughs> you can age your stuff. And now the world's ending. Whoa! Like this is his entire home. Wait, 
So if you want to describe what we just saw him. Yeah. So essentially what would happen is Sora goes to the ornate door that we were talking about earlier to see the, we call it um, the secret place door. And in front of it, you see Kyrie, who seems a little tired and a little out of it. And she's like, Sora. And then all of a sudden, the secret door opens and a huge gust of black wind shuts her body or heats her body, really. It really looks like All the way into Sora. And you would think, oh no, that's going to be a concussion in the making right there. That's going to knock both their asses out. No, she disappears. And you're kind of left thinking, what? Huh? That doesn't make sense. That's not how Riku disappeared earlier, so I don't really get how that worked. But you don't really have time to really question that, because then Sora is, like, yeeted out of the cave system and into the air onto a platform. I'm, I'm pretty sure the answer and a lot of the answers with this game are just Tetsuo Nomura, like, tapping you on the shoulder and going, don't think about it. <laughs> Essentially. Essentially. So he gets shunted out and he wakes up on the sandy beach of the island. That's now in the middle of the air. Because the entire island system, including his home that he watches, is in the air being ripped out of the ground and put into this weird nebulous ball of dark energy, essentially, like in the sky that's eating everything. It's like a black hole. An like evil purple. snow globe. <laughs> evil snow globe. <laughs> and as he's being lifted into the platform, keep in mind, he just got the chosen weapon that could... In theory, I guess, because it came at the chosen one time, stop all of this, and yet yeah, it didn't help. It doesn't matter. This did not help in this situation almost at all. So, and while he's being lifted, he comes across the big guy with abs again, here to ruin his day after his entire world is destroyed. Kicking them down, kicking them while they're down. I will say, um, when it comes to Kingdom Hearts and such, it's kind of funny, because, like, there's just these kind of moments where you get transported to, like, a boss battle arena, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And, you know, because you can just tell, they're like, oh, if you don't know what to do, um, let me just plop them into this kind of place that kind of occurs here, mm. where it's just like, oh, a platform, okay, mm. time to fight, and it's just like a boss battle. Or, 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 or they do this weird thing where, like, it's a regular zone. It's a regular zone of part of the game, but like for some reason, like the background falls out and you just see a swirling tornado of bullshit. Yeah. Or like it's just darkness. And you see, like, this is more than another game, but like, because like, I feel like that actually works for that game, but like it's still weird. And like a large glistening glass, almost like a force field blocking your exit from each side. Like it's, it's cool to look at. It's cool to look at. Especially when you're smacked right into it by the boss. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, no. Essentially, he just goes to the boss battle, the abs guy he gets. And let, let's let's all take a moment to appreciate Sora's entire world. Breaking apart! <laughs> the floating dark orb above the island has gotten larger and there is crackling lightning within it. Dust and debris has begun to lift into the sky and into the orb as if it was a black hole. Home sweet home. <laughs> the large heartless with abs gets sucked into the orb. Sora is desperately trying not to get sucked into the orb. He has one hand clinging onto a plank of a wooden box that is partially buried into the sands of the island. 
a strong box. <laughs> <laughs> and after the apocalypse, all that remained was that box. <laughs> Sora's grip fails and he is sent hurtling into the orb. Duh! Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Mickey is skipping out on his job as king of Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, no, um, so Donald is walking through the, because Donald is the court magician. He is the head magician of the castle. And this is a fun little factoid because, like, if you don't play Kingdom Hearts, it's not really, not Kingdom Hearts, we call Final Fantasy. This isn't, like, really relevant information or even like that cool information but like um they do donald is a head wizard of the disneyland right and like there's a certain spell that he uses in one of the games in the future games that quite literally is the most powerful spell in existence so canonically speaking in final fantasy and kingdom hearts donald is quite literally the most powerful wizard <laughs> in <existence. laughs> The Zeta Flare. Mm -hmm. Quite literally the equivalent of a supernova. <laughs> and he did this point-blank range <laughs> in front of with all of his friends nearby and did not kill them. Donald is canonically the most powerful wizard. But it didn't kill them, so he sucks at it. No, no, it worked. <laughs> the spell worked. That's the thing. No. The spell worked. It's one of those things that, like, even with cartoon logic, you know, like, um, when Donald gets pretty angry, like, you see him, like, doing these feats of strength in, like, the old Disney uh, cartoons. Like, there's this one time where, essentially, he gets so angry, he pulls out the phone, and then, like, he pulls out, like, the phone line, and then, like, eventually, he just keeps, like, pulling, like, you know, he everything. the person out the other end. Well, yeah, like, well, no, because essentially what starts happening is that, like, he starts, like, pulling, like, the phone poles. <laughs> And it's just this crazy thing, and like because he just gets so mad. <laughs> but yeah, like, I can definitely see you know Donald getting angry and having that kind of thing. Because I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sounds about right for him. He's <laughs> when he gets mad, it can work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So again, all that is already terrifying. Now him being a wizard on top of all of that <laughs> is even more terrifying. But as King, we call the head wizard of the castle. We call he's on his way to talk, well, really just to complain about shit that's happening on the castle, to Mickey Mouse, his best friend, and also king of Disneyland. I, I don't know, remember what the whole actual area is called, but I'm going to call it Disneyland. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's Disney's castle. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking Disney World. So as it's his essentially, castle. Essentially, right? So, like, as he's walking up this immense auditorium to the throne where he could very clearly see that Mickey Mouse is not there. And he finally reaches the chair and looks like, oh, crud, he's not there. There's a note instead. And I just imagine him walking up for, like, five minutes. Essentially. To no. a very empty chair and just being like, can't wait to talk to Mickey. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, actually, actually. So, in, in the second game, Kingdom Hearts 2, you actually get to go to this castle, right? And you have to fight in the auditorium. Bitch is so freaking long. Like, <laughs> so impossibly long. I'm like, what? 
Maybe he actually what was five minutes. What purpose does this make? <laughs> what purpose is this for? Because it's just so ridiculous. They remind me. Oh, go ahead. Big parties, so I'm thinking about it. Essentially, for, maybe. Hopefully not, because God. For those who have played, including Henry and I, it reminds me of what we were saying about Resident Evil 4. The oh, castle, God. where it's like, what is this room? It's just a room with a like, singular chair, and it like takes five years to get here. It's like, what is that? <laughs> no, it's just, it's wild. It's absolutely wild, because like, he really walked the entire five minutes not looking up. Does Kingdom Hearts universe have like electricity and stuff? Yes. Okay, so imagine not, the not... heating bill <laughs> in that huge... Technically speaking, not regularly. Like... Every little place has its own level of, like, not so what's it called, um, technological advancement? Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Clearly, Lion King is not going to have electricity. Why not? <laughs> Fair <right>. point. <laughs> the I bears guess. made the door. The lions can make electricity. <laughs> the lions can make electricity. God. Okay. So, obviously, since the king is out of his kingdom... Donald's freaking out, and the note to, essentially tells him that the stars, the literal freaking stars, are blinking out one by one in the night sky. Oh, God. And A, leads, leads me to believe that A, how did no one notice this? Besides Mickey. Mm-hmm. And B, how did, like, Donald, the wizard, I'm assuming, like, a, there has to be some star shit, because, like, a lot of the magic is also, like, star referenced in the game. Mm-hmm. Also, like, in terms, you think about, like, if we start seeing stars going out, they went out, like, a long-ass time yeah. ago. Yeah. Almost, like, all of them? Like, you know, you said many. That's the thing. It's not all of them. It's, like, many of them. It's, like, if they're going out one by one very <laughs> Some of them might have been out for, like, 20 or so years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, like, unfortunately, with that logic, though, we call it, unfortunately, in this game... Another little fun factoid of Kingdom Hearts is that um, the the physics and the the laws of reality are very much symbolic mm. rather than like physical. Like the stars actually are, as you'll read in the note, worlds and not actual stars. Like somehow they're able to see stars and like um. While we call Donald's freaking out, he's running off to get Goofy, who's in charge of the Kingsguard. Eventually, he's the warrior. Which, again, I think like in I think like when they were assigning these jobs, they were literally going for hmm, which out of the the, the Mickey Mouse trio is the would be the worst to have in these positions. And I cannot <laughs> like, let's give the fire the firecracker a literal flamethrower and ice thrower and lightning thrower and gravity thrower and reflecting blower and like essentially godlike power and let's give the the most clumsy person <laughs> in the entire kingdom a weapon and put him in charge of keeping sense. people safe <laughs> it makes perfect sense actually really not they work into the roles pretty well and like the thing about what we call it um I wouldn't say they go through very much... Well, yes, they go through characters. Like, Mickey Mouse... All the... Every mainstay character goes through character development, including some of the Disney characters you see one-off. They all go through character development. That's actually what I enjoy about Kingdom Hearts. Like, you kind of can see where they're starting off at, and you get to see where they end up. And it's nice. It's not, like, significant change, because it's a kid's game. But it's still... It's nice to see. So as he's coming to Goofy, like, Hey, I'm going to tell you something... 
and I'm going to very much need you to not shout this out loud or tell anybody. And Goof is like, really? I can't tell anybody? Not even Minnie? And he's like, no, especially not Minnie. Do not yeah. tell Minnie. <laughs> her husband is missing. Her husband is king of the kingdom. Do not tell her she's missing. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, what about Daisy? And he's like, no, no you can't tell Daisy too. I know Daisy. She'll go crazy. And I don't want to deal with that. You are not understanding. And he's like, oh, okay. I won't tell them. Hi, Minnie. Hi, Daisy. <laughs> And many, many. Okay, another thing I dislike very much is like they don't animate some characters. Weirdly enough, it's a lot of the female characters. They don't animate like their facial features. Like Minnie Mouse is like just that blank kind of like. Yeah, there you're just like you know what he's in the game for like five seconds. Fuck it. Yeah, so her expression does not change. Daisy some sometimes changes, mostly it's just like. "Mm." Like, I think they made Daisy, like... Snooty kind of look. Yeah, like, the bougie bitch. And, like, <laughs> I respect that, because, like, she's a little wind and waiting. But, like, yeah, no, they just... They kind of animate her, but, like, they're like, oh, that, you can call Donald Duck, like... Donald Duck is like, oh, crap, okay, I guess I gotta tell him now, because now they know it's a secret. So, like, obviously, they're fine. They're fine. But, like, okay, okay, this is bad, but, like, also, he told you he'll be back, and he told you exactly what to do. So, eventually, the, the note says, worlds are disappearing, stars disappearing. Um, I need to go find a keyblade the keyblade wielder to save us all and um he says um i'm going to uh, call it um search but like i need you to find a guy named leon in traverse town i always thought it was traverse town but apparently it's traverse town mm. <laughs> <laughs> no you see it's travis's town you know you just, uh, travis. <laughs> travis touchdown got it yeah Squidward <laughs> <laughs> tent poles <laughs> So essentially, like, they need to go find this guy named Leon. And um, he'll show them how to get to the Keyblade Builder. So here's another fun, this is one of my favorite part of the games. Um, You get to introduce to Gummy Ships. So Gummy Ships are these, as you can see, really Roblox bullshit (laughs) spaceships that you get to build in the game and get pieces as you play to make your ship more awesome. You get to, like, shoot at things and, like, all these cool stuff as you go through the dark void. So let's go a little deeper into this. So um, you re- remember the darkness that was pulling um, Riku into itself while he was doing his little Palpatine moment thingy yeah. and coming to the dark side and disappeared when Sora woke up. Um, that was the darkness taking men. And you also notice that when the door opened, darkness flew out, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially what the game is getting at is um, the universe is peppered by stars slash worlds, right? And in between these stars that you can see in other worlds is um, darkness. Nothing. Space is evil, essentially, is what they were really getting at. Space evil is already in the, evil in this world. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, world. This one, this space is sentient and also tries to corrupt everything. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, darkness bad. So darkness we bad. So kids, play with darkness. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite of what you told them earlier. Did you know dog spelled backwards is dog? <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> Friendship ended with light. Now darkness is my, my new best Essentially, so to get through the darkness and not be affected by everything, please remember this because this will be important later. To get through the darkness uncorrupted and unimpeded, because like the darkness has a lot of weird effects to it. 
Like a lot of weird things. Like it will change you in weird ways, like and mutate you, or like a mess with your perception of time. As in, like you'll be in there for decades, and it won't be two seconds, or like something like really weird bullshit. Cannot describe. This is just Eldritch Land, essentially, quantum realm, essentially. You need to be in a gummy ship or a other device to protect you from the darkness. Gummy bears are the best protection of anything. (laughs) Just cover yourself in gummy bears. Let's for suckers just eat a bunch of gummy bears. (laughs) Have you guys seen the reviews of those sugar-free gummy bears on Amazon? Oh, God. It's basically everyone saying, like, dear God, I shit my brains out. (laughs) And, like, in the most, like, detailed and exquisite way. They were protected from the darkness, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) They expelled it it out of them. It is the darkness. No one expelled it out of them. Oh, so it's good. (laughs) So, yeah, no. So, essentially, we call what's happening is the worlds are being swallowed by space. Like, the space darkness is eating us all, and we're all going to die. So, to get between... Point A and B in the darkness, you need a gummy ship to protect you. Now, look at this. Where do you think you go in? So can you describe it? Uh, Roblox with Nerf things attached to it. Like, like vague in a vaguely sh- So, Henry's horrible at it, so I'll try. <laughs> so it's like a red box, and then on top of it there's a blue dome. And then there's like, you know, just typical rocket ship-like things with two things on the side and then a nose. <laughs> Uh, so I guess it'd be the blue part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't ever actually see anyone in it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, the fun, the cool part is, um, the the we call the gummy ship engineers of Disneyland are Chip and we call Chip and Dale from yeah. we call the little chipmunks, and I love that. <laughs> and um, for the mission, we call it um, Minnie, who is now in charge because she's queen of the kingdom, is like. For your mission, I will send a cart, not cartographer, archivist, so he can write down everything that can happen, that has happened, so we know what ha- we call your reports and stuff. And they bring out the best character in Kingdom Freaking Hearts, Jiminy Motherfucking Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, he is with you day one, all of like always. He is one. He is all. He's supreme. He is the he is day one girl. Like he is the best. All of these other bitches are fake except for him. He's the best. The absolute best. So now that they got all this and they're ready to go, they get in their ship and I will sing the backyard in song. Um, and they fly off into the darkness to Traverse Town. Now. While they land in Traverse Town and they bring Pluto, because I don't know, I don't know why they brought Pluto. To sniff out the Keyblade user. Sure. (laughs) You You say that as a joke. You say that as a joke, but ironically, you are correct. Because when they land, they land. When they land, and we call, I think actually Goofy's complaining to Donald. We call it not Goofy. Donald's complaining to Goofy about bringing the dog. He's like, why are you bringing? To like, Goofy? Yeah, to the Goofy. dog. I know. Weirdly racist of you, Donald, but like, we'll move past this, I guess. <laughs> so as they land, we call it up, and they're off to find this Leon guy, because they're assuming that he'll know more information about the Keyblade Builder, and he'll find them. And as they do, they pass an alley where Sora is hoboing about unconscious, just sleeping there, and Pluto walks up to him and sniffs him, gives him a little lick and wakes him up, and right after he wakes up, he just books. I'm like, okay. 
no explanation whatsoever. So the and, like, dog just comes to Sora. Yeah, licks finds his the Keyblade Wielder. Mm-hmm. So Spakes it and leaves. Essentially. That is some <laughs> Sigma male behavior. <laughs> he, he, knew, he had a warrant. He knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially we call it Donald. Sora wakes up. Donald and Goofy are wandering around town. Have no idea where they're going because Mickey is a terrible ruler. Does not explain like, hey... Once you get to Trevor's town, look for such and such address, because obviously I've been here and I know where this specific character person is. So as they're fucking around Traverse Town, not knowing what they're doing, um, Sora is wandering around with his keyblade in wide open well not daylight. Cause a funny thing about the worlds is um they all have a very specific theme and they're not allowed to deviate from them. So like for most worlds, um, are Disney related properties. So like their worlds are very curtailed to those specific regions. But once you get to the original character worlds, they all have the same weird thing where, like, they're only allowed to have one time of day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Alaska or, like, the North <laughs> Or, like, like, high up in Norway during the, where it's yeah, just, like, yeah. darkness or all lightness. Yeah, all yeah. essentially. And here's the thing, too. The worlds aren't shaped like planets, either. No. They're floating in space. But they're just like a chunk of rock with like stuff on just top asteroids. of them. Just asteroids, essentially. <laughs> so they're flat, like the Earth. Yes, exactly. Like Discworld. We here at Lord End. We here at Lord End support flat Earth theory. I quit as a PR person. <laughs> I officially quit as our PR person. <laughs> into us, you converted us. <laughs> but yeah, no, like their worlds are essentially like. Are, this is probably really more of a, like a representation of the world rather than what they're actually shaped like. Except for these worlds are not Disney properties. Those are very much shown to look like this. Like Asgard, essentially. Like this all top, bottom, no round. It's, yeah, for some odd reason, it's just these worlds. And like again, like I said, they all have a certain time frame. They're a lot of work. Disney Island is weird in which like, I think it exists in this way that it's allowed to have all times of the day. This is not one of them. This is only nighttime. Only nighttime. There is no day in this world. I don't know how the people survive and how their bodies, like, adjust. All of them have seasonal affective disorder. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta take vitamin D and, you know, just pop it like Tic Tacs. And they have grow lights for their crops and shit. (laughs) But also the worlds also kind of have, like, a certain vibe to them in a sense of, like, their purpose. Because, like, the worlds outside of Disney also have certain purposes. Like, Destiny Island is, again, as the name would suggest, the island where the biggest destiny involving the story. Everyone plays the game Destiny? Essentially. At all times? Okay. Cool. All times. Like, that's why we didn't see the parents. They're okay. gamers. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> They've disowned them. Yeah. And funny enough, actually, when Sora runs off, I've got to mention this, like, Sora runs off the boat to get to the island when, like, it's, everything's breaking her. Like, you actually hear his mom, like, Sora, dinner's ready. I'm like, you didn't know the door opening? <laughs> Did he walk out the window? <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so yeah, no. Um, and as you can tell, like Destiny Islands were Destiny's form because like it soars Destiny, Destiny Island, and Traverse Town. As you can kind of tell from not only Sora's like introduction to this, but like the not momentary, but um, I don't want to say nomadic, but like constantly changing. We call people. It's a place where people travelers essentially. Mm-hmm. Aka Traverse Town. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. almost a 
liminal space kind of place. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it very much is. So it's like a pit stop. Essentially, it's yeah. a pit stop world. And you, call it, and you kind of get that vibe, too, when you see all the characters are in it. And you hear their stories. So, like, as Sora is running around the place and fighting Heartless and kills a few, he comes across Leon, who know, recognizes the Keyblade. And when I say Leon, I mean Final Fantasy Leon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's uh, Final Fantasy VIII, uh, Squall, Leon, Hart. Exactly. Yes. Is the name actually Hartelli? No, it's Leon Hart. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was the other girl, but, and I guess that makes more sense, because... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, Leon, and we call it, um... He sees a Keyblade, he's like, hey, what are you doing with that? And here's another weird thing that, like, we don't really explain, like... He immediately says, hey, you're not allowed to have that. Get that here. And Sora's like, uh, no, but So he attacks Sora to he prove his worth of attacks a child. A 13-year-old child in broad daylight in the middle of the market. <laughs> With swords. With swords. And as Sora's getting his ass beat, or vice versa, depending on how good you are in the game, um, they stop fighting and another character comes in, Yuffie. Not from we call it Squall Leon's Final Fantasy, but from Cloud's Final Fantasy. And that's a weird little thing that happens here in this game part of the game, in which they kind of swapped out certain characters from the game, Final Fantasy games, for other things. So, like, I didn't mention them earlier in the game, because really in the story part, it really makes no... They have no impact whatsoever. But um, the three friends that Sora was talking about in his dream, that he meets outside the real world as well in the islands, is... um. Uh, Freak. Um, Titus from Final Fantasy X. Uh, Waka from Final Fantasy X. And I don't want to say Yuffie. Sophie? Sophie, I think. Yeah, yeah Sophie from the same game Leon is. Mm-hmm. Who's the same age as him. And I think is actually friends with his sister. But she's much younger than him. She's like Just jumping by... rope. And... Yeah, oh, instead man. of having nunchucks, like in the we call Final Fantasy games, she has jump rope. And instead of Titus having, we call it um, a sword like he has in the Final Fantasy game, he has an umbrella sword kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Waka, who instead of having a crystal ball-ish volleyball. It was just a blitz ball. ball. Yeah, he has a volleyball. <laughs> like, he is actually quite like, okay, we're told take this. We're not going to change in any way to make it more appropriate for his age. We're just going to keep it. But, um, yeah, no. Um, so, Sophie, who is supposed to be his older brother's, you can call Leon's older sister's friend, is now the age of Sora. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, we're not going to meet these characters until the next game, but I'll, I'll mention them then, actually. It doesn't matter. Because I'll mention that. Um, and um, so, yeah. Um, and he's getting met by Yuffie. He was like commenting like, hey, why are you meeting a kid? Like, oh, he really has a keyblade that's wild. And eventually he passed out. They take him to their little, we call it, um, don't laugh, okay? No, no, it's, it's <laughs> funny because when you hear pass out, I just think of Aragorn. I know. <laughs> they take you can him. just tell. It's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then they just go fainting goat just and then they just take them to another place to transition because they don't know what to do god but like yeah no um basically in like after taking they're basically like ragging i'm like yeah i don't know why the keyblade chose a child for this opportunity 
pure heart. Yeah, essentially. But like, so they know that the Keyblade shows, and yet he was like, "You can't have." Yes, that. I was just about to get into that. <laughs> I was just about to get into that. So like, they have this really weird thing, which the Keyblade very much they make it very clear in the first game. The Keyblade chooses you. You do not choose the Keyblade, and it's not like something that. Like it's kind of like a Thor's hammer in a way. It's like the worthy one gets to. Mm. Yeah. Essentially, and it's not even like you have to have prior like experience with it, or like that's how they frame it at least. You don't have to have prior experience with the keyblade. It's just chosen to you in a moment of need, I suppose would be the phrase. And um, also not specifically stated, but like also generally speaking, you have to be pure of heart to use one, or essentially that's what they make you assume. So like. Despite knowing all this, because the game treats Leon as a Keyblade expert, despite never explaining where he came across this information, or why he would need to know this. Because he's a Final Fantasy character, so therefore he's serious. Yeah, He's about serious stuff. Okay, but like also he fights children in marketplaces. (laughs) So I'm not taking this man very seriously at all. So, so... They're taking him back to their little hangout, and while they're messing around with Sora, um, Donald and Goofy come across Aerith from Final Fantasy VI? Seven. Seven. She's the one... No, no, I'm not gonna spoil it. Everybody knows it, but I'm not gonna spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) She's the healer and the nice girl, and honestly one of the cooler characters in the game, I'm not gonna lie. Like, she's pretty chill. And she's like, oh, you're looking for Leon? I know Leon. And they do all the info He's from the sequel to my game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, because they kind of replace their dynamic with Aerith and Cloud's dynamic, really. And it's weird, because, like, I don't know. They, I don't know why they swapped them out, but, like... Oh, when we get to Cloud, I'm going to do some bitching. I know. (laughs) Who are you telling? I have so much to say. Getting in line. You are getting in line. But essentially, they come back and they kind of explain heartless. So we called Sora. Um, essentially, what a heartless is, is a person is made out of three things. Their um, body, their spirit, and their heart. Spirit is kind of melted up with the mind, weirdly enough. But um, their heart is not really like... You know how I said like this world is not bound by physics or like realities metrics it's bound by symbolism mm-hmm. well yeah no uh you can basically assume that every person does not have a skeletal structure or if <laughs> any body part that you do not visibly see on the outside does not exist they're just a void with a heart shaped like literal <laughs> yeah, it's romantic a, heart yeah literal <laughs> like cartoon horror yeah in the middle of them everything else is nothing and it just glows <laughs> and it floats around when they lose it yeah like, i was thinking of like you know like just you know like so they're just like skin people and yeah. it's just like like literal skin walkers. <laughs> essentially <laughs> essentially you and know like, those bags of things where it's like they're fidget toys kind of but like you have it's like just a squishy? bag you squeeze them and they have things in them and they yes. like, roll, like yeah that's what that's i'm thinking, essentially, thinking. Like, essentially. Just <laughs> it's just imagine <laughs> one little hard piece in there that's the heart <laughs> <laughs> so while we caught um while Sora was exploring he actually came across the Basically, what happens when a heart is um, corrupted? What happens essentially is um, when a heart's corrupted by the darkness, whether it be outside source internally, uh, a person gets loses their heart. Their heart escapes their body because it can't really exist in the darkness very well, and 
it's consumed or really turned into I don't know it's consumed essentially by a heart and, and consumed and turned into a heartless mm-hmm. and there are two types of heartless and I'll show you a picture of the little guys you see these two guys we call them the blackness yeah <laughs> these guys guys darkness shadowness yeah we said it was much worse (laughs) i already gave my pr spiel just know it wasn't the white people that's (laughs) darkness the the little blob guys yeah they kind of look like yeah those are true born hardness those are heartless that are formed out of the darkness of the world they're not formed by people's hearts. They can eat people's hearts, but they're not formed by these hearts. Okay. And you call it, um, there are other forms of heartless where you see this little emblem on them. These are, as you'll find out later, are fabricated hearts. They're heartless. These are heartless that are formed from the stealing of other people's hearts. Let me try to describe this little emblem. It's I like don't... a heart. Um, so With I a think spade of like, bottom? Yeah, yeah, kind of like a spade bottom or like a cross bottom kind of thing. Isn't it kind it of looks like, like a... Um, with the thorns in the middle of it crossing yeah, it out? Isn't it, it on the cover art? Like It might be. Like, yeah. this is one of those images that I associate with this series. I don't know. It's uh, not. Damn. I, I always thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's on a lot of their merchandise. So it's yeah, a very recognizable symbol. Mm-hmm. But essentially, like, those symbols, when you see them, because they'll be plastered onto the heartless. Those are heartless that are made by people losing their hearts. And therefore, are stronger for some reason. No idea why. There's actually even more backstory to these things, but we're not really going to go into that until the second game. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Final mix shenanigans that you don't really ever get to see in game. So, Final mix even count. <laughs> uh, technically speaking, technically speaking, I'm going off for this video. I'm going off the final. Okay, so. Fun factoid interlude for Kingdom Hearts. Um, Kingdom Hearts has a fun little thing where they sell the base game in America and everywhere else, but in like Japan they'll also sell like a Final Mix series, like a 1.2 or 1.5 that's only accessible in Japan. Yeah. That has like a bunch of like extra deleted stuff. scenes and like extra stuff that you can like extra gameplay stuff. Like you can get like magical forms and like power ups and shit that are only accessible in that one game. Which sucks, but I get it, and like it's fine because every time I, I get it. I think it, it was like, also like it came out first in Japan. Like this is why they started it. I don't know why they kept it going, but uh, I think but when they started, it came out first in Japan. Then when the U.S. one came out, there was extra stuff that wasn't in the Japanese one. Uh, so then they went back and are like, okay, so then Japan gets this, mm-hmm. and then eventually they brought that over too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, essentially there's a lot. Of, lore dumps that also happen in the final mix is that you don't really get on this yeah i never played the final mix i this way back in the day when i was like looking up like videos of like the deep dive i think it was called or whatever the the, the, the fmv you yeah, unlock no, no, it, I, yeah i know what you're talking well there's supposed to be like a preview of the next game and mm-hmm. it's like the super sick fmv back in the day when i was looking up videos of that like windows media player and shit <laughs> On my dial-up internet connection, <laughs> my family's old ass Windows ninety-five You're computer really that was what, You're that really was old yourself. for the time. Um, like he's and, lying. We're all Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> 
back in the, back then, I remember just seeing like screenshots and stuff from like Final Mix. I'm like, Final Mix, what is that? Is this stuff in the game? I don't remember. Like and then seeing like, oh, the Japan got a super cool like copy with extra stuff. Why? Eventually they brought it over, but by the time they brought it over, you were like, already I on like Kingdom Hearts two point. Yeah, I, I had stopped like, caring by the point yeah. they brought it over. Because like. <laughs> Also, YouTube existed in this era, so like everything you missed in the game, you would just like recap later. Well, it existed towards the end of this era. Like yeah. it showed up like in two thousand eight. I want to say there was yeah. a bit of a gap between the games. Ch Chain of Hearts. We call Chain of Hearts Chain of Memories X and Kingdom Hearts Two. Actually, there was a bit of a three year gap between the two. Sorry. Yeah, but like the first game was like two thousand two. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like in between that, they also did the little mini game GameCube one. So like, yeah. So like, yeah. No, um, they basically. Uh, where was I? Heartless. That yes. Was <laughs> yes. Um, the fabricated hearts. Listen, we'll get into that in the next game because, like, again, information is in, unfortunately another game, and it does not get clearer when they explain it in that game. <laughs> so while that's also happening, the teens finally meet up. Sora, Goofy, and Donald finally meet up and like, oh my god, Goofy Don like the key Blade Wilder that we call it um Mickey told us to get. And Sora's like, yeah, I have it. Um What do I, I do with it? Yeah. <laughs> and basically everyone's saying like you gotta destroy the Heartless and defeat the world and we call it Kara, stop the world's destroying again, this is a thirteen year old child. I was gonna point that out. Again. I'm like, sir. Like, hey, you gotta <laughs> save the world and end all the worlds dying out by Finding a bunch of concept we're not going to explain here. You got to find the heart of the worlds. Mm. And I'm like, he's like, I don't know what that means. He doesn't even know like algebra yet. How no. <laughs> no one needs to know algebra. But okay. no, I'm just saying like. <laughs> but like, actually, funnily enough, like I, I honestly think that's actually the case because it's really going on with the way to show that Sora is a fish out of water. He does not understand the concept of hearts. Mm. So I'm like 100%, he's working off our logic, essentially. Like, when he hears hearts, he's thinking, oh, the, my thing pumping in my chest? Yeah. What the fuck does that got to do with, like, the world? <laughs> that's, just, that's my pacemaker, dude. <laughs> no, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. When people get a pacemaker, it's not because they don't have a thing pumping blood. That's not right. <laughs> I, I, I'm not in the medical field. No, it's, it's because of the darkness. Yeah. They get a pacemaker. The darkness affected Corrupted. their heart. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but like, kind of funny, like, because you mentioned that, like, the fabricated ones are like when people lose their hearts. So imagine if someone stole someone's heart, put it in them, and then that's how they found out they had a pacemaker on them. <laughs> like, God damn it! <laughs> I just got this thing! <laughs> So, um, essentially, he's like, well, I, 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 as much as I would like to help you guys, and, like, Sora's actually, like, I, okay, so I have a thing, I hate shonen protagonists, because they're so fucking boring. And I, Sora I, is the most shonen out of any shonen protagonist. 100%. But he is so freaking pure, and such a genuinely good person, that I'm willing to forgive him. Like, there are so many shonen protagonists that are just like, yeah, they're good, but they're 9 out of 10 annoying as hell, and, like, they're supposed to be, like, in their late teens. And I'm like, you are annoying the hell out of me. You do not act like a person in your age. <laughs> Sora's 13. So I'm like, when he's like, okay, game phase. 
I can believe it. <laughs> I've seen my nephew do some weird shit when he thinks I'm not. He, yeah, <laughs> put on a funny face. Like, I, what was? What the fuck was that? Like, on the couch, somewhat drunk, trying to mind my own business. I see my nephew like trying to work himself up to go and take a shower. He's like, <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> so I can see a, I can see a teen, uh, like a preteen doing this shit. I can see that, and everyone's like, uh, this is the child. <laughs> but like um while the, he's like oh, okay i'll help you guys but you guys gotta I, you have a ship that can take us to new worlds my world's gone now and i need to find my friends because like that's all i care not about my not mom. my parents not not my, my not my mayor not my my Fuck the mayor. Where's my mom that made me dinner? Where's my okay, dinner? Okay, no. Sorry. Where's my nation? Where's the land that was lost here? Is there just like a weird like part of this town where like there's a weird island displaced randomly or is it like crashed into this world? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. have any meteor islands been here? <laughs> Has sand been falling out yeah. of the sky recently? <laughs> Has any boat, has any cruise ships reported me crashed into an island that I swear to God wasn't there ten minutes ago? <laughs> God. But yeah, no, he doesn't ask, he asked for Corin and Calrico and Kyrie, and I'm like, okay, that, those priorities are a little bit big, but he's a child, so I'll let it go, I guess. But like, um... As he's saying that, Mickey Mouse and, not Mickey Mouse, we call it, Donald and Goofy are like, oh yeah, no, we could definitely find them. And Goofy's like, uh... Are you sure? <laughs> we haven't really done this yet. This is really our first trip off of Disneyland, and we can barely fly the ship. And we also don't... don't even know where Mickey is, so yeah. I don't know about an island finding ability. We have to find like, him. It's okay. We'll just search everywhere in the universe. That's fine. <laughs> you would think. How big could it possibly be? Yeah, like they're, they're literally going to different. It's got to end somewhere. They're literally going on to different fucking planets based off zero leads. Just going, have you seen our king? Actually, actually, they're not only going to different planets with no leads. They're actually not going to every planet because half the planets are lost in the darkness and have they have zero access to them. <laughs> Until they do a certain thing. So, like, essentially, like, they're like, uh, we're already on technically on a one-track Road. Oh, do you want to pause? No, go ahead. Because we're essentially on a one-track road, right? And there's no way we can actually navigate this outside of them telling us, hey, you go there, this world's open, now you go there. <laughs> but yeah, we'll tell all 13-year-old kids, and they'll be, Donald's like, shut up. We'll tell them whatever you need to get us thing. We're loyal to the Keyblade. We need the Keyblade. We just like, get the keyblade. We're so getting the keyblade. It's just like, <laughs> kind of like manipulating a child. Yeah! We'll, we'll tell this kid whatever he wants as long as he gets into the freaking land. Yeah, exactly. It's really fucked up later on, too. I, I don't want to spoil it, but you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a certain... We're gonna get that to the next episode, trust me. I have <laughs> shit to say. Watch when I say Jiminy Cricket's the only real bitch in this room, I mean it. <laughs> he is the only motherfucker in this room that is worth shit. Okay. Okay. So as we see, Goofy and Donald are already fake as fuck and saying, Yeah, we'll tell this kid anything to just get the keyblade to Mickey Mouse in which we need them. 
That is essentially pure manipulation. Pure manipulation. <laughs> and the greatest of forms. So they get on the ship and they fly off. I don't know why I did like that. Butterfly in the sky. And while this is happening, meanwhile, in the Fortress of Evil, because look at that, there is no possible way that could be anything but. I don't know. Just, you don't know who lives It gives there. me, um, scars be prepared. Like, where the rocks are Right! Crying. You know what it kind of looks like? It looks like, um, it kind of has, like, Mad Max Fury Road kind of thing, but Disneyfied. Makes me oh, sense. Yeah. So it's like, no, oh, so, so, so it's kind of like a beat-down castle, but it's like, ooh, spooky towers with, like, vines and pokey parts out. You know, it kind of has that. Oh, also, and, like, a desolate wasteland. Essentially, but, like, as you also look around, you can notice these little Black sea with those little white dots. That's not a glitch. That's heartless. Oh, that's just okay. So it's just a sea of yeah. heartless. A cr- oh, so it's like a moat of heartless. Essentially, around this Essentially. castle. <laughs> but like weirdly enough, Riku. The heartless up- recycling plant. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that you say that. <laughs> Next time in Kingdom Hearts Two, which is probably like four episodes from now, it's good fucking now that we have to. So. As I said, very clearly... The recycling plant. <laughs> heartless recycling plant. Very clearly the den of all evil where vegans lie. <laughs> hey, technically speaking, I do no, not No, this believe- is the den of... May I speak to your manager? <laughs> the Karenastrophe. <laughs> the Karen home world. <laughs> so essentially, like, Riku wakes up and essentially... Um, this is going to be a really weird complex, but imagine you are surrounded by a waterfall, right? Now put that water in reverse and have a little platform of floating rock just there with another other platform of floating rock up like a like, a rock pathway, like, you know, like in a river, essentially, yeah. like that, essentially, but you're floating and you're surrounded by a waterfall flowing upwards. Mm. Don't, I never understood this scene. I'm like... I know this is a fucked up world, but like you got clouds up there, you got rock down here. It seems like, generally speaking, things are where they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get the backwards water flowing, but okay, sure, why not? He's not floating up into space, so it's not a gravity thing, but whatever. <laughs> so he wakes up here after his little Palpatine moment, and he's not like, oh, this is bad. He's like, oh, I gotta find my place. You know, good for him. So he walks up to this evil callus. <laughs> evil, clearly evil palace, right? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna bother who's inside. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Chainsaw stuff. Essentially. Uh, and you know who he meets? Fucking Maleficent. <laughs> who tells her him her name in this castle, surrounded by these inky great black things that destroyed his world. And he listens to her about working together <laughs> to find his friends. <laughs> I'm not evil. A woman named an, e- an evil green... Oh, sorry. Let me not dig out the evil. That's a, that's a judgment. <laughs> a green woman with horns. An evil... Again, sorry. Judgment. A crow that talks <laughs> in a castle that looks like a... The worst assumption a kid could draw the castle that's like literally the 
textbook version of an evil castle. I'm not saying this is a judgment, just textbook. <laughs> I'm not evil, don't mind the horns. Exactly. <laughs> don't mind the horns, don't mind the creepy creatures outside, don't mind the desolate wasteland no, around just, this area. Oh, don't mind the weird, eerie glow, magic green glowing that I periodically No, we just, had a par- <laughs> we just had a wild party last night. Exactly. <laughs> With the giant emblem of the heartless right here on the top of the spire. Surrounded by a sea of heartless that destroyed his world. Mm. But like, whatever. I'll listen to her. She got the good ideas. <laughs> oh, there's a point. I don't know if you want to get to it, but there's a point where Riku, I think, is with her. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I, I get to it, I get to it. <laughs> Not okay. this one, but it's in the second half of the We Called the Pose. The second half? Oh, I'm talking about it's still in Traverse Town. Oh, yes, no. You, I have you know what I'm talking about? I know what we're talking about, and yes, we're getting to that. Oh, uh, yes. We're oh, also getting yes. to the other one where she tries to pull the, the weakest manipulations ever. <laughs> it's actually hilarious, because like this is what I'm saying when I... I don't hate Rico. I actually very much like him. You'll like him as the game goes on, because he actually is really cool. He was designed to be cool. He was designed to be the cool, edgy one. Yeah, and he <laughs> actually lives up to his name, his like title later on. But... He is so fucking stupid in the first game. It's oh, actually yes. insane. <laughs> yes. So, like, it actually comes out in, like, later, not later games. It's, like, questions of the gas creator. Like, because, like, they don't actually ever explain who opened the door in the Disney Islands. At least I don't believe some later game. And, like, someone asks, and, like, oh, yeah, no, it was Riku. Riku opened the door and destroyed the world. Oh my god. <laughs> but also, why is this door not locked? That's true. Like, Board it up, have or a like chain, well, I, I, I have a security guard. Well, 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 technically think... speaking, technically speaking, if you go back to the door, it doesn't have a handle. You can probably well, like, a crowbar to it. Like, well, yeah, it's also wood. Well, yeah. I wouldn't assume that it's like an actual door, though. I think it's like supposed to be like a symbolic thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you could just open it the way you would open a door. No, you would think, but like, to their credit, in the first game, they very much portray it like that. Yes. Other installments of the game, the gourd doesn't actually open. Another process happens, I I couldn't find a video of that was actually, like, direct, but I'm pretty sure I can go on YouTube and find it. Um, Essentially what will happen is a key symbol will open up the door. Like, it will, like, glow in front of the door, and... That's how you open it. Well, they but it doesn't swing open like that. dissolves into light or like envelops the entire fucking world of light. It doesn't actually ever swing open and unleash hellish darkness <laughs> from the abyss to shunt your friend so into So there's you. really no reason for it to be a door. No. No. Um, thematic synergy, essentially. Yeah. Keyblade. Dark door. What's a cool what's a cool word in English that we can use to talk about traveling worlds? Door. Southwest. <laughs> At Lord Inn, we enjoy using Southwest for all our traveling traveling expenditures. <laughs> Go to everywhere on this continent and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no. Sora sees I mean, not Sora. Riku sees all of this, including a woman who calls herself Maleficent, <laughs> and thinks, "Hmm, okay, I'm gonna work with you." 
Yeah, you, you seem trustworthy. You seem to be on the up and up. And you know what? Arguably, <laughs> arguably, you could say it's more of a, he really has no other option. He's trapped on her house and he needs a place. You are he's, also, much... he's also like 13, he's, so. He's 14. Oh, he's 14. sorry, 14, 14, my bad. <laughs> Get it freaking right. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, you can argue like, yeah, he's a child. He's stuck on her land. Literally surrounded by deadly threats, and he has no doubt, I'm sure. But later in the game, you'll very much see that is not really his thought process whatsoever. <laughs> so, as we move on, Sora and Donald and Goofy go off to their first world, which is da 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 Wonderland! <laughs> From Alice in Wonderland. And I love this. I, lo- I love this thing because they actually work in the door imagery a lot better than they do in a lot of yeah, other worlds. Yeah, because the the door I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. So, so, first things first, is when they first land in Reclawdom Wonderland, they basically just fuck around. They're just having fun with all the side characters. And this is the funny thing, so like, in, you would think you would get to see, as you're going to these worlds, you would think you would get to see the main characters of these worlds, right? That's not really, you do, but you don't. In this game, at least in this part of the game, you don't really interact with them very much. <laughs> like, we see Alice in her court in her court hearing, right? And she's about to get her head chopped off, and like, we petition the queen to not do that, and we help her escape. But we don't really have much contact with Alice herself, right? And as we're exploring, we're looking for Alice, and we're doing all this fun little stuff. And um, Mason, we're finding out that the heartless moon called the Queen of Hearts... Who, again, also, um, sorry, I forgot to mention, we call it, um, while Riku is at Maleficent's castle, uh, he interrupts essentially what is the evil, the big time evil villain, Disney villains, book club. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's Jafar, like the Super Friends Legion of Doom. Essentially. <laughs> essentially, but like, minus the swamp. Like, um, <laughs> Which, yikes, I'm realizing swamp imagery in, like, today's... I'm not getting into this. <laughs> um, so, essentially, there's Maleficent, there's Oogie Boogie, there's Captain Hook. And then, I, normally, normally, for, like, posterity's sake and, like, to follow the game, the, we call the beat pattern of the game, I would keep these identities very secret. But, like, if you watch literally any Disney movies, any of these movies, you are very easily picking out their voices and their fucking silhouettes. Yeah, it's the most obvious thing ever. So, we got Oogie Boogie, we got Jafar, we got um, Captain Hook, we got Ursula, we got Hades, and we got Maleficent. I will say, when it comes to Disney characters and such, they do have quite interesting silhouettes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really unique. impossible to really hide this, but whatever. <laughs> so essentially, he interrupts their meeting and still decides to work with them, despite, like, these are very clearly... Evil. Not, yeah, yeah, like, mm, what's your name again? Hades? Okay, that literally means hell in some places, so... <laughs> and like to be fair maybe he knows Greek mythology and thinks Hades is actually a great guy <laughs> like he is in the actual mythology but now that's not his thought process so like yeah so while that's happening um, you hear like essentially like there's a hierarchy of Disney villains like some villains aren't allowed in the evil villains club and some are not some are very much not and they are jokes among the upper echelons of the <laughs> Disney villains so Queen of Hearts is very much of the lower echelon. She doesn't even know what's happening. 
But apparently her heart is being taken over by a heartless. See, that's another weird little thing that heartless can do. They don't necessarily have to steal your heart, but they can manipulate it. Especially if it's an emblem heartless like these guys right here. The one and it's like, the thing about that is, is, my issue with the series is like, so really nothing anyone does is their own fault. Essentially. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really nothing. Absolutely nothing they do is their fault. They're just always controlled by a heartless. Essentially, right? So like, it's not even just that though. Because like, they don't ever actually explain like, how this possession sort of thing works. My brain just keeps thinking, like, you know, like someone cheating on, like, their girlfriend and something, and they're like, no, no, babe, 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 a heartless just, you know, possessed me for a little bit. I'm good now, yeah, but a heartless no, possessed No, no, it's because of my past trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, you're not understanding, like, in that scenario, like, she's legally allowed to send them to the shadow realm. <laughs> so, like, the problem resolves itself. You just gotta get the right you just gotta get the heart of the cards. <laughs> you also get the heart of the kingdom hearts. <laughs> but yeah, no, essentially like it, it comes out that she's being possessed or like influenced by the trickster heartless, this little lanky guy right mm -hmm. here. Fucking hate him. He is the worst bitch on the planet. I hope he dies. I hope his mother dies. I hope everyone he knows and loves dies. Because this is the most annoying fucking boss. Remember when I said, like, in the beginning of the game, like, there are some bosses that are just annoying as hell, and it will take forever to beat? The fact that this is one of the first bosses I faced, I was livid. Is <laughs> it optional? It's not optional. Great. <laughs> I might be misremembering, but they didn't include the opium smoking no. caterpillar, no. did they? <laughs> in this world. <laughs> first no, like, but they did include him in the. Uh, actually, it's I just a humidifier, they... Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> they might have. He probably did, he does not play a big role, but. I know for a fact he's in Chain of Memories and 365 Days. Because I remember thinking, wow, they really let the weed smoking... I was thinking, oh, wow, they really letting the weed guy in? <laughs> it's a humidifier, guys. Yeah. It's, his, it's his asthma treatment, you oh, know, the, like, the nebulizer. Machine. It's the nebulizer. God. Okay. So, 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 like, as this is happening, right... And I freaking hate this guy, because, like, this, you know, like, um, Alice Wonderland, there's that room with the door guy in, and the giant table, where you have to eat something that says, drink this, and you shrink or grow, depending on it. Mm -hmm. Well, in this game, you're shrunk. You are not being big, you are just shrunk. Huh. Well, I mean, you start off big, but you are staying strong afterwards. And essentially, you have to beat this guy who's normal-sized, <laughs> and you have to jump on the table. Like, you're this tall, the table's this big. You have to get up, all the way up here, to attack his head. <laughs> Every other attack does not matter. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's why in the game, you don't have magic. Mm. You don't have magic. You have to beat him without magic. So you can't do long-range attacks. You had to jump up there and kick his ass his head. So it seems like the shield was a good idea for me. <laughs> shield, shield bash your way to hell. <laughs> uh oh, Henry's cranky. Someone just <laughs> <laughs> angry? No, I said Henry's cranky. <laughs> I'm not angry. I didn't say angry. Well, cranky. I'm just making sure. <laughs> Henry, you need to 
fucking clean your ears clean. I already did. They blasted it. It was amazing. Clearly <laughs> too well. They blasted your eardrums out. <laughs> okay, so back to the game. Actually okay. beat his head in several times as hard as he can. Um, the the door with the mouth in, we can call the door with the face that talks to people in those weird rhymes and is really lazy and doesn't want people through. Um, tells you, like, oh, you're looking for the world of the heart of the world? The world keyhole? Oh, why didn't you just say so? Even though you said it several times to me and I just wasn't listening. Because <laughs> I'm in a lazy mood. Oh, I'm a silly guy mood. Oh, this is me not showing you the door has been causing my world to, like, almost disappear into the darkness. And, like, also has been, like, affecting the socio-political climate of my world. Oh, nah, you don't need that one. <laughs> so, like, he finally opens his mouth, and inside, a beam of light shoots, and it shows, we call it the keyhole, we call it that. Kyrie, you know, Sora's like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, what do I do now? Because, like, again, no one else but Sora has a keyblade. And also, no one else but Sora, and apparently Leon, knows how these bitches work. <laughs> Luckily, Deus Ex Machina kicks in, and immediately the Keyblade lights up and points itself at the door. He's like, oh, okay, do what you do, and a beam of light shoots up and pierces through the guy's mouth, and you hear a clicking noise, essentially, and a tinkling. <laughs> and the world is sealed and protected from the darkness. So while it will still have Heartless, they're not able to breathe into it. it and consume the world. They're very much at a stopgap at this point. And this is not safe. For, it's safe for the moment, but it's still in a precarious position because the world is locked, but there are still darkness about, and no one else has the ability to destroy them. But you're not concerned about that. You did your job. Oh my so, God. <laughs> so now it's, we call as that happens, a door appears. You're like, oh. That's funky. That's cool. Let's go through this door. And as you're going that, through, uh, Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you would think you would have trauma at this one. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the door and then like a completely different environment happens. Like it's no like you are very clearly not in Kansas Wonder anymore. Yeah. You're very clearly not in Wonderland anymore because A logic and physics exists again and it's just a, a cold stone tower essentially. And you keep walking up and eventually you come across Merlin from Arthur's Arthur and the Magic Sword or Stone. Sword and Stone or something. Yeah. And also the very godmother, who are really always together. They might be a couple. I don't know. I, I <laughs> assume that was the implication. You know, what if it's like a lavender? What if it's like a lavender marriage or something? <laughs> I would agree with that, but like you don't know what their significant others are. No, I'm saying they're the. Uh, yeah. I know, but like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no indication there are two others working about in this marriage, That's true. too. So, like, I don't know. But, like, eventually she teaches you your first spell. Fire. And that's a great thing to tell teach a kid. How to start a fire. <laughs> and normally, we call it, the game goes out of its way to mention, like, normally speaking, like, these spells are difficult. And most part, people take years to practice and learn things. And Donald's like, yeah, that's what I did. And someone's like, oh, really? Like this? 
<laughs> and then the very more godmother is like, oh yeah, we forgot to mention also like the keyblade's kind of like a cheat code for like most magical things and like any other thing. I forgot to mention this very important <laughs> yeah. information and about the most important thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, no, he's like okay, fire, 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 and uh, do a little test like. Then why does he need to be taught it? If the keyblade already knows. I mean, technically speaking, you can't really do something you don't have a concept of. And I feel he's working on his our real world logic. So like, I'm normally I would be like that too. But I'm like, okay, maybe it's like he didn't think of like doing that. Like generally, just like, oh, okay, um, that's something that's possible. Okay, fire. <laughs> that's my thought process. Maybe it's kind of weak, but like, yeah. Maybe he's one of those learners that he has to be shown something, and then he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I got it, got it, got it. Oh, uh, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that works. That that vibes. So now that Sora has his call his foray into arson, call it sanctioned by the very godmother and Merlin. They off on another adventure and they fly back to we call it um well first they fly back to we call it Traverse Town, they talk with Leon. The the pit stop, yeah. yeah, eventually like they talk around and they find out, oh look, another world's opened. Okay, we'll go there. So then they head off. It's all fun, a little fun we'll get to see everybody. And they go to Olympus Coliseum. AKA Hercules. And the sucks because they don't have any of the good music and I'm like that's what I was hoping for and expecting. But another fun thing is you don't meet Hercules until the end of this yeah. whole episode. Really? You meet everyone else but Except him. the main character. He's a certain Final Fantasy character. Exactly. <laughs> so this is also, the, I always love, love, love the Final Fantasy. We call the Hercules episodes for some odd reason. They really do not want to have Meg. They don't want to have <laughs> Meg involved in these stories. Huh. Because they keep putting... Final Fantasy characters in the position of Meg yeah. in these stories. So, like, when you get to the Coliseum, what you actually first see is Velocities, Velocities, called setting up the next games, essentially. In preparation of the big guys, you call it Hercules, because he's like, you know, at Hobbs at the moment. Like, he's like the big money ringer in her. Essentially. He's John Cena. Essentially, right? And he's like, I don't talk to kids. You guys are clearly just not old enough and experienced enough for the Coliseum. And like, yeah, fairness, he's kind of right. It's like, the first few games in this thing are hard as fuck. And like, you gotta get your ass shown 24-7 in this. And like, then, eventually, you come across a new character while you're clearing out the Heartless in the Coliseum. Uh... Cloud Strife! Yeah, this fucking cloud is <laughs> From there. Final Fantasy! He's just in here! Mm -hmm. For some reason! Not with Aerith! And he has a wing! Yeah! For some reason! No ask questions! Also, this... I have so many problems with this. Just Not because I didn't like it at the time, not because it's not a cool design, not because... not even that much of because what happens, it's because of what it started. This is the start of moody, emo, depressed Cloud. This is not the way he was in Final Fantasy VII, but this is the way they depict him after this point on forward. In fucking Advent Children, in any 
spin-off they could think of. He's the fucking moody, oh, I'm so sad. Aerith is dead. I'm so sad. I'm a clone. And, and, and it, that's not who he was. He was like a... In, in the fucking game. He's a douche. He's a fucking shithead at the beginning of the game. He's, he's an like, he's asshole. A jock. He's a jock. He's, a, he's an asshole at the beginning of the game. And then later on, he has character growth. And you found out that he never really was that person. And he... And he never really, and he has like an existential crisis because he never really was that person. And he like realizes like, like he was just being a tryhard the whole time. <laughs> but, but like well, he really, grows from it and becomes a better person. Well, really, but he's emulating he his never big brother the, essentially. He's emulating Zach. He is, he's but like, he was bad at it. <laughs> but he was never the emo moody. Mm, I'm so sad. The only thing I know from Final Fantasy VII Cloud is that he says, let's mosey. And I think, <laughs> and I think that's like a thing. Cause like, you just need to have a character that says, let's mosey. You can't be emo and sad and then say, let's mosey. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing for me. God. But like, yes. Okay. So there's freaking Cloud in here and he's in the position of Meg. And that's the weirdest thing. So he, they basically, like, take Meg's story in which, like, she's forced to work for Hades. Mm-hmm. And has all the self-worth issues and all this stuff. And, like, eventually, like, they just put Cloud in that position for some reason. Like, he has a bunch of self-worth issues. He's stuck in Olympus, essentially. Like, he, like, has no way. He's looking for his friends and stuff. But, like, also, he's working for Hades. And, like, he has a complex about Hercules because he can't beat him. And, like, he has yet to actually have to match with him. But he's like, I gotta do this. It's my just, I have to do this. <laughs> and it's like, okay, dude, calm the fuck down. Sounds like some John Wick, you know, unemotional. <laughs> right? Like, this is WWE, dude. No one's taking this seriously. <laughs> I'm just looking at this picture, and I just noticed something. Is his sword fucking clipping through his leg? No, no, no. So that seems to be... Um, I can probably describe this for uh, for the actual listeners. It's almost like he has, like, this kind of three-clawed oh, yeah, yeah, I on see his it. side. Yeah, now it's like the little armor. Thing. Yeah, it's like an yeah. armor for kind of like okay, his I thigh, like yeah. upper thigh area. It looks pretty cool to me. But... It is cool, but for a second I thought it was his sword, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, they do a lot of weird updates to, like, Final Fantasy character outfits for some reason. Like, And they're not all winners. They are not all well, winners. Well, I like this one. Well, here's the thing. Back in the day... People who didn't give a fuck about Disney back in the day, like, they still wanted to play these this, these games because it was the only way to see the classic Final Fantasy characters, like, fully voice acted mm-hmm. in 3D in, like, a full big-ass 3D game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. I get it. It's just, like, you know, a little bit weird. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they add a lot of design elements that are, like, they add, it's thought out. Like, these designs are not just randomly placed. Like, they're thought out and they have references to their Final Fantasy. Like, the Weeding, when you call it Cloud House, is specifically a reference to Sephiroth and, like, Zack and Genesis. And yeah, all but. But well, he never goes through that. Well, Zack, the one Genesis and stuff, that, that didn't even exist yet. Yeah, I know. That's more of the shitty. Yeah. Spin-off content that they made afterwards. It didn't mm. even exist yet. Matter of fact, matter of fact, 
Cloud, I don't think was even as like he was. He was popular. Like it was a popular game, but I don't think as many people were even in the Final Fantasy VII until this shit came out. Probably not, because like I, I got introduced to this character, and I actually played that game a lot. Mm -hmm. So like I, yeah, no, hundred percent. They were probably introduced to this by this, and I feel like that was part of the thing. They're like Final Fantasy has a weird like yes, they're a popular franchise, but I feel like they're also still kind of niche. They're... Like, everyone knows something about them, but I don't, very few people have actually played these games. Well, they're... I wouldn't say niche as much, but I would say... They're in between. They're not... They were the big seller before, like, AAA, like, mm -hmm. Western video games started to become the, the big thing. Mm. Yeah. But back to the story... We call it, um, so essentially we call it, he's in the position of Meg, and I guess that would make him the love interest in this scenario, and also the damsel in distress, because he's in need of helping from Hades. So, um, essentially, as Sora is clearing up Heartless, and also fighting Cloud, and defeats yes, Cloud. So, the, so, here's the thing, I think the reason why they replaced Cloud with Meg was because that would mean that you would have to fight in Meg. <laughs> So it's one of those things that's hey, just like, hey, do you want to beat up a woman? <laughs> that might legit be the reason. That's I'm what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> a, sexist beat. She's a damsel. She's I mistressed. Know. She has this. I know, but you know, I'll keep I, mean, it moving. I mean, I just keep thinking, you know, like, um, because I'm just thinking of, Have like, you seen her back waistline? In the she can cut you in half with it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, like, when it comes to, like, back in the day stuff, like, you could mm. do kind of, like, a, like, Valhalla kind of, like, lady kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, like, I don't even know how old Kingdom Hearts is. 2002. 2002. So you can probably see how they're yeah, like, no, you can't get a lady. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's 100% the, the thing that they told Nintendo for Final Fight with the characters Roxy and Poison. They're like, Nintendo is like, oh, we don't want to put this game on. Isn't she transactional? Yeah. And the, that came about because the Nintendo was like, we don't want to put this game on our console where we're beating up women. And he's like, what women? You mean the... the he used a, yeah, he used the not good term for it. But oh yeah. I mean, granted, at what time period was This it? was like 1990 yeah, or no. 1991. Expected. Unfortunately, unexpected. <laughs> but yeah, no, essentially, like, he put, puts Cloud in the damsel distress situation where she had to fight him. You beat him, and he's taking it really hard. Really, really hard. Like, Sora's, like, honestly, just the nicest person to play. Like, he's like, I don't care that you decided to fight a small child, a.k.a. me. You're all right. You'll get to your friends, and you'll got, get through this. And as this is happening, Hades, the little shit, the shit, shit man himself, <laughs> decides that he's like, hmm, I don't like this. So I'm going to send Cerberus after a small child. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Giant monstrous Cerberus. And um, at first you don't really fight them because main man Hercules himself comes in to fight the called Cerberus because like, he's a good person as well. And it's like, I'm not going to let a small child and an injured man fight Cerberus. I've been busy, but like not that busy. And comes fighting, we call, we call it um, Cerberus, right? And at first, you're escorted out of the building. You're like, no, you're a kid. This is a professional. Let him do what he do, does. And, but then you start to hear 
we call it Hercules yelping. It's like, oh, fuck, he might not be doing so well if we thought. <laughs> so <laughs> they run in and they fight him. And, like, even in the like in game, like, it's very clear, like, Hercules is still one doing most of the damage. Everything, <laughs> <laughs> like, they do a little. Press triangle to assist, and you're like, he gets covered, I think, like a ball of light, and just kind of like smashes them. He's like, okay, yeah, no, we're not doing jack shit. Uh, <laughs> we're we just not there, doing you jack know. shit. You know how, it's, like, there's like people in like bands, like, oh, you know, like, you play the guitar, you play the bass, you play the drums. Then there's like that one kid that just like plays the tambourine. Uh, <laughs> that's me with my triangle. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. We call it, uh, but he gets on time every time. So like, <laughs> he's a real star. But yeah, no. Like even as the battle goes and fills, velocities, I, I can't. I Phil, Uncle Phil, <laughs> comes up to them and like, "Hey, you guys were real heroes. You did great today." And he kind of like shuffles them out. And like as he's walking out, he's like, "He's like, you know, we did like ninety percent of that work." He's like, "Yeah, but they don't even know that." <laughs> Let the kids have their moment. <laughs> I helped. I helped mom with cooking today. Kitchen's on fire and all you did was pin her a spoon, but yeah. somehow that led to that. I, <laughs> like, I opened up a can of beans that was super hard. It hurt my hands and it helped. <laughs> essentially, that is essentially what happened. And that's why I love the Coliseum episodes. Like, whenever we go, I'm always happy because I know the story is out there and there's always some weird hyper-masculine male character forced into Megan's role. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Cloud's hyper-masculine. <laughs> so, after that, we called, um... Samurai goes to Africa. <laughs> 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 I mean, you're not wrong. He goes to visit Tarzan. He goes to the Tarzan world. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Zora, they fly back to, we call again, to Diverse Town to speak with them and get a little more info dump mm-hmm. about the worlds and stuff and how, what's going on, like, has any more worlds just appear and they're like, yeah, it's getting pretty dark up there. So, yeah. The um, darkness. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go off again they see we call them and as this game is going on you kind of get the vibe that you get a little bit of the dynamic of the group and like not just the dynamic that Goofy and Donald are fake as fuck and are manipulating a small child to explore the universe and him <laughs> in several dangerous and life threatening situations in which they can use him to destroy said monsters and find their king while lying to him about finding his friends and such. But, like, um, no, more like uh, Donald and Sora are, like, constantly arguing with each other. And, like, it's very much clear they do not fuck with each other at all. And Goofy is just, like, kind of stuck trying to be the mediator between the two of them. And it's... Mom, Dad, please don't fuck with (laughs) me. Essentially. So, like... uh, I got a question, not specifically about this game, but about the sequels that I haven't played. Does Max ever show up at any point no, around you? I thought, I hoped to God, especially after the big movie, that Max would show up, or at least like in Disney Castle or something, and he does not. Well, I know Huey, Dewey, and Louie show up at like the, the sh- yes. a shop in Traverse Town, but like, I don't think Donald even interacts with them at all. No. <laughs> no. Scrooge, he also meets Scrooge. But he, for some odd reason, does not live in the same world with them. At all. But 
Regardless, yeah, no, um, you get the vibe they don't fuck with each other. So, like, when they land, they actually crash land. So, oh god, Sora land. We call Donald and Goofy land safely in the bottom of the jungle forest, the jungle floor, and um, they're like kind of just relaxing on their stump, thinking, "Oh, where's Sora?" And well, really, really, Goofy is thinking that because Donald's like, "Ah, we don't need him," despite him very clearly using him for the mission. Distinctly stated in the note that you need to keep Lake Bueller. But he's like, Yeah, we don't need him. He can do whatever he wants. <sighs> They're having grumpy. Beat. But like, Sora wakes up in Tarzan's family, parents' house. And not his eighth parents, his actual parents, where his parents were killed by the lion, sorry, the jaguar. So yeah, he has to fight the jaguar that kills Tarzan's parents. <laughs> okay. He doesn't kill it. He. he Essentially, fights it back and then Tarzan saves him, and then they leave. I like how there's always like the strong person that like you know kind of does the brunt of the work. <laughs> I mean, like again, like it makes sense because he's like a child. He's a child, right? It's just like, oh no, okay, now the big guy, the adult, comes in and helps him out. Just like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like that, right? I like it too. It really goes out of its way to say, yeah, this is a child. <laughs> He's a child and he should be treated as such. Yes, we're sending him on an adventure to save the world. Stop paying attention to that. He's still a child. But yeah, no, um yeah, no, they're just fighting because like apparently like Donald does not want this fight, this specific one, because Donald does not want Sora driving the gummy ship. And Sora was like, Yeah, I wanna drive it. I the only one who hasn't had a chance yet, and it's kind of dumb that I haven't got the chance yet. They're 13. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 13 and a half. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and this one is because the old Lem fly, and he's pissed, so, like, they have that whole beef, and that's whatever. So, like, one thing I absolutely fucking love about the Kingdom Hearts is the way they ignore... How anyone would react to seeing Goofy and Donald, or <laughs> Sora, for that matter, depending on the world they're on. Like, I have oh. never come across a being looking like you, an anthropomorphic cartoon dog. Oh, but no one duck. reacts to it except Clayton, the fucking <laughs> villain. He's like, why would I believe the animals are on our side? They probably work for the eight. Other <laughs> animals. And like even as a kid Does he literally say they probably yes, were the, Oh yes. my god. I, I, I'm trying to I'm, that that sounds so familiar, but it's been so long. Yes. And it's actually freaking wild. Cause like I, I even as a kid, I'm like, yeah, he has a point. He has a point. Why are you not reacting to the fact that there are anthropomorphic animals talking to you and doing magic in front of you? Like again. These Disney worlds are all isolated from each other prior. Like, they were all under the same assumption Destiny Islands was, and this was the entire world to them. Also, where, here's another question I have. Except for Disneyland. They were the one that were pretty apparent of everything. Here's another question I have. If the Tarzan world is its own world, that's basically Africa, and Jane and Clayton's background remains the same, where the fuck did they come from? I'm assuming... Angleland? <laughs> I guess? This world... Did they fly a fucking...
fucking gummy ship there? I mean, do they do they have the expertise? They 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 still have a fucking phonograph for their music yeah. and black and white pictures, but they have interstellar stellar spaceship gummy technology to maybe, fly. Okay, see, maybe it's that like, actually goes into a little thingy. You know, I me and my cousin have talked at length about is that um these worlds we call. So, like, the worlds themselves are essentially just little pockets of land mm-hmm. at this point. And um, we're running under the theory, because, like, Mulan's world, while based in mainland China in the real world, has no thematic connections to Tarzan. No, like, they don't even look the same. And it's not even like, oh, these characters look different. It's the environment is drawn very differently. So, like, essentially you're dealing with the multiverse, essentially. <laughs> But only isolated pockets of the <laughs> world actually exist in the multiverse. Like it's like as if I don't. I really don't think they thought it that much through. No, they didn't. <laughs> my my twelve year old mind's hundred percent going to. <laughs> so like essentially, like if my house and Elena's house were a different worlds. <laughs> And, like, there wasn't, like, 270 in between us. It was the darkness. <laughs> but somehow we both reference, like, England and, like, England. other places. Yeah. But, like, our Englands are very different. <laughs> our Englands. <laughs> My Canada is different from her Canadian. <laughs> so, essentially that. And, um, yeah, no... Clayton actually has points, but he's also possessed by a heartless. Because nothing can be anybody's fault. No! <laughs> Again, it's like, you know, like, you like you can probably just be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I stole this gum because the heartless possessed me for five seconds. <laughs> Essentially. But, like, you come, you, come, you come across a random, we call a pretty good theme, that, like, there only certain characters with a certain amount of magical power or artifacts are allowed inside of the evil villain hierarchy because... Queen of Hearts was not allowed, and Clayton also was not allowed in. And we call it, um, as this is happening, we call it, you kind of get like little interludes into the villain, you call it the evil world, essentially. And they're commenting on all the other villains getting taken out, and it's like, they're really roasting these motherfuckers. Like, ha, <laughs> fucking loser. Like, and when Clayton gets possessed by the little chameleon guy, which, again, also annoying ass villain called Boss Battle, because it's invisible. All you can see is Clayton kind of hanging in the air like he's being tugged around. <laughs> Another thing we call Dutch Beards, when the person is possessed by the Heartless, they don't seem to able, ever be able to, like, not only, not interact with the Heartless, but notice it. Like, they'll be doing shit that they can never do in real life, like, fly. <laughs> and they will never in- like they're like ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like I've been doing this since I was five. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll never. I'm not gonna notice the fact that I'm 50 feet in the air shooting with my little muskets <laughs> and summoning heartless. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, weird. They never interact with that little factoid, whatever. Um, so like, yeah, no. Beats, we call eventually they beat him. They beat the Heartless behind Clayton and he gets crushed under all those trees and like houses and shit. And like, they don't do the whole hanging thing they did in the cartoon, but they did crush him and they never speak to him again. So like, I'm guessing he's dead. <laughs> so like, yeah. Gang of the Heartless is kind of like Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> in which like, either you die, or you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no happy ending usually. 
But like essentially we call it um yeah, uh meet the heartless, everything's fine. He asks about the heart of the world and for some another weird thing that always happens in like these worlds is like um always one character knows where the heart of the world is. But like I don't understand how they know this concept. <laughs> Because it would seem really much to, like, Destiny Islands is literally the only place in the entire universe that has no idea what the fuck anything is happening. <laughs> you think it's just, like, I, like, because, like, for me, you know, um, it's probably, like, this one guy's hyperfixation where it's just, like, oh, yeah, I know where this is. Because they, like, read this, like, five-page Wikipedia article that they're, like, yeah, this is really neat. I need to have this in my brain. <laughs> essentially, essentially, right? It's like, but like, in this world specifically, like, it seemed like every freaking ape knew where it was. Because you know how Sora gets to the heart of the world? It's another cave, but you know how he gets there? <laughs> of course the cave <laughs> They pick him up and throw him all the way across this world. That explains like, why you wrote Yeet in the PowerPoint. Exactly. <laughs> Tarzan's dad, who has been an asshole this entire time, decides to break his asshole streak by picking up a small child and tossing her across a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and he lands in front of the cave where the heart of the worlds are and he unlocks it and they go back to we call it Jura's Town. Goal! <laughs> <laughs> like, um, they really just needed the child. He lands and he's fine. <laughs> okay, so meanwhile the fortunes of evil again, as I stated, they're just roasting him. They're like, <laughs> Wow, you see how Clayton got his ass beat by a small child? Freaking wild. Couldn't be me. Right. I mean, <laughs> to be right. fair, a giant grown man with a gun versus a 13-year-old. Omnip- <laughs> In Clayton's defense, a 13-year-old with omnipotent power and magic. <laughs> like, with a device that quite really lets you bring out the symbolic meanings of most anything. <laughs> Be they harmful or not. But, like, as again, like, in these little interludes, you typically get a little input up on what's actually happening, right? Because these guys, for some reason, feel need to describe the inner workings of the universe whenever they meet up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so eventually you get introduced to the concept of the princess. And the idea that they are, like, looking for princesses to take. And you know how, like I said, like, when you went to Wonderland... You kind of, like, go on this hunt for Alice, and you try to help her out and do these things for her, but you never actually interact with her. And by the end of the episode, you kind of just forget about her completely and leave. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, turns out that was a bad thing, because she got kidnapped hmm. by the evil people. And now she's, like, in their room, like, huh, what's happening? Huh, huh? And then they just kind of, like, like, hoard over her, like, yeah, and like, like slowly yeah. zoom out and like mm-hmm. fades to black and like okay you can assume that they did something to her and yeah <laughs> we call they're looking for princesses and they called we call Alice one of them so it's a weird thing because you notice in the Disney we call it universe there are certain characters there are Disney princesses and you would think they would go through the list but as you can see from the first half they are not doing that so you're kind of like okay so we don't really know who the princesses are and who actually applies. They don't give me a specific number. But in the beginning of the game, you do remember that they were, you call it, um, platforms, the station, way to the hearts, the stations that they were doing that in stained glass that show you different princesses. And you saw that, you saw two princesses and we call it um, four that were, sorry, 
five that we had in. In the pink one that didn't really show you who they are. So you see that you found one of the, we call it the ones that were hidden. So you can kind of imply that the ones that you already saw that were asleep in, in these visions in which, like, they're stated, those ones have already been taken. Mm, okay. Yeah. Not good. Or we start off losing. <laughs> but as it gets into first time, a fun thing happens. Riku's back, right? And, like, he's acting a little weird. <laughs> like he wasn't before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, hasn't he been acting weird for most, like, you know, because, like, that's what I just said. Yeah. No, 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 but, like, Maybe I like, mean, like he's like he's either acting weird or stupid, and it just kind of bounces between us. <laughs> <those two. laughs> like Pong. Yeah. Essentially, so like he's talking to Sora, and he's like, "Oh," and he just kind of yanks the Keyblade from Sora. He's like, "What's this?" He's like, "Oh, it's the Keyblade. Hey, get that back!" And they're like, "Ah, sure, whatever." And he's like, "Ha ha." And he's kind of being like really dismissive, and he like he notices like. Sora and Dominic are like, who are these big guys? What are you doing with them? And they're like, oh, this is Dominic moving to help me find Kyrie. And he kind of implies, like, Sora's not taking this seriously, which is weird, because, like, I'm not really getting this. Because, like, it's very clear he's looking for Sora. They're not Sora Kyrie. But, like, he kind of just implies that he's kind of weird, and then he just kind of disappears in mid-conversation. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Where the hell you go? Weird. Yeah, and as they go back to, we call it, talk to Leon and stuff, about the worlds and how, like, we call it, um, when he goes back to Leon, we call it, you see Riku outside of the little house that they have, their little home base, talking with Maleficent, and she's like, see, he's not taking this seriously. He's already replaced you with Donald and Goofy. Mm. Replaced you and Kyrie with Donald and Goofy. Now he's having an adventure with his Keyblade. It's, it's and, such a funny scene. It's such a funny it's scene. The fact they don't see this. Here's the house, like right in front of them. The windows are wide open. The curtains are open. And yet, Nick, you can see, you can see Leon's eyes as he's talking to Sora and Goofy in front of them. He's right And then Maleficent and Riku are right there in front of the door. Windows. Like, talking shade about them. sword on him that's very clearly evil. Like I probably try to describe it. It looks like, like a bat. bat wing with an eye. Yeah. Sorry, a bat wing has a sword and an eye in the middle is the we call it the breast hill. Essentially mm-hmm. the hill. Yeah. And it's very clearly evil. And he doesn't really ask questions about it at all. And I was surprised because didn't he say like I'm off to find my friends and he just found one of his friends and he's like, Oh hey, what's up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a weird thing, right? Because like again, also uh we call it um that's why I said like they try to frame it as if like Riku is also interested in Kyrie. Because when he meets Sora, he's not that excited. Huh. He's very much more interested in finding Kyrie, which is weird, right? Because you think, hey, I found any of my friends, again, you'd be tight. And they're happy, but it's also, like, weird, like, he's, like, hyper-fixating on the Kyrie part. But whatever. So, yeah, no, um... So he basically just listens to the lesson, like, say, yeah, he, he's already replaced you with the duck and the dog. 
That's a great replacement. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, regardless of that, so yeah, they're talking to Jade, and he's like, uh huh, mm. He's getting mad at Sora and shit, and I'm like, oh my god, fucking Jade. <laughs> Meanwhile, Leon and Sora are talking, and um, essentially what's happening is he's explaining what happened to Sora's world. Because Sora doesn't really understand what happened. He knew that the island they were on was flying up into the darkness, and that was on, but like, and my parents are dead. Fun adventures! He definitely had a concept of that, but like, Leon basically is a stereotype. Yeah, no, your world is destroyed. It's gone into the darkness. Oh, God! I don't know if you'll be able to get it back. It's, we've never heard of the world being saved, saved after they've dissolved into the dark world. What's his reaction? Is it just like, oh, sick! Or like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously like, what? Okay, it's a little. I mean, that's kind of shocked, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it, it's 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 a little, it's a, it's it's a pretty apt response, honestly. Oh, okay, for good. a child, like, oh, what? Oh. Oh, it sounds like he's uh, not even a yeah, It sounds like you know he like missed the ice cream truck or something instead of his parents dying. But I yeah, essentially, essentially, wait, okay. So um, while this is happening, Jimmy Cricket gets a visitor, and it's Pinocchio. 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 And we call it um. They talk about like they catch him stealing from the market and like. What are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing that. He's like, oh, I was just looking at it, and like, obviously he's lying and he's stealing shit. So like, his nose is there. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. And like, it's all such a sweet moment. I loved that. It was so cute. But like, obviously they're like, well, this has been a great like reintroduction because Mihal, they haven't seen each other since their world was destroyed. And um, essentially, what happened is um, they just go off. They're like. We'll help find your Geppetto, because Pinocchio is also looking for Geppetto at the moment. And um, they go off, and the next world they go to is Agrabah. And here's another one of these scenarios in which they change the Disney story a little bit. Because in this story, Jafar has already took over the castle. Like, he is king of the land, heartless and roaming around wild, and him and Maleficent are literally just, like, cat catty-chatting, like... They're throwing shady to the constantly. They're talking about, like, no, if you helped out Clayton, maybe you would have actually survived and beaten the heart soon. Like, she's like, you want me to go to that dirty place? <laughs> you just love that kind of passive-aggressive stuff. Like, you know, it would have been better. Oh, wow, I'm so surprised you managed to do this. Yeah. Dang. Like, essentially, so like, you like, they're just ragging on each other. But like, I also, like how you said that dirty place. Is like, I mean, it is the making jungle. Making it low-key racist. Or high-key racist. <laughs> it's the jungle. There was no human contact no, outside the fair. British, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. But, like, yeah, no. So, like, essentially, like, they're just going on each other. And, like, they mentioned that they're looking for more. We call it king, we call it princesses, of, princesses of the heart. So now you get the rest of the birds, not just princess, princess of the hearts. It's a specific thing to do with hearts, right? Okay. And they keep mentioning that they need the princesses, princesses to open I the wonder door. who that is. Right? <laughs> I can't even begin to guess. We never know! <laughs> but like, as they're like, sending out heartless, they mentioned that they're looking for the princess of Agrabah. She's one of them. And 
We don't know what happened because when they took over the castle, she was already missing. Hmm. So, like, as you're saying this, you zoom into you call Jasmine like this, like, in the wall. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they're after me. <laughs> and runs off. And then as you, as Sora and all of them just arrive um, on time, they meet, they run into Jasmine just in time to basically bump her into broad daylight and in front of Jafar and all of his villains. And they try to save her, but more actually what happens is a Heartless, who for some odd reason decides his home of homes is a fucking barrel, decides <laughs> to basically trap Jasmine inside the barrel. <laughs> and now it runs off with her in the barrel. And now as they're trying to free her, like, attack, because um, obviously it gets away and Jafar takes Jasmine. And now they're like, okay, we need to go save her. And they get to the magic carpet somehow. I, I think it was trapped in the market by another Heartless. And now they fly off to the king we call the Cave of Wonders. And as you can see, the world representation, like, this world is essentially just Agrabah and Cave of Wonders. Nothing else. So it makes it, you more than like, how's well, the trade the of agriculture doing in the desert? <laughs> <laughs> how are they getting food? Not <laughs> well, because make... there's that secret boss in the desert. <laughs> you go back to it, kicks your fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like, oh god, uh, I'm probably trying to explain this too much. Maybe it's like, you know, Egypt or just like the Nile, you know? Yeah, like, but they don't have a Nile. <laughs> and they're not in Egypt. And they actually yeah. don't have any sources of water, it no, looks oh like. God, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only source of water is inside the cave. Hey, you of know what this reminds me of, like Coraline, with the other mother world, where it's just yeah. like that super tiny planet that mm. she made, and it's like it just nothing. gave me that vibe. Yeah, yeah there's like yeah. you. It's exactly. There's literally nothing else. Like you just walk a little bit, and you end up around the world. <laughs> like, this tiny yeah. That is exactly what it is, actually. And luckily, though, once they reach the cave of wonders, they come across a man drowning in quicksand. And what do they see? Genie and Aladdin, they save him from dying in the quicksand, right? And then they find a bunch of, we call Heartless, they go down into, we call the Cave of Wonders to get Jafar and Genie, I wish I was out of quicksand. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, right? And they beat all these traps and all these Heartless, and they come across Jafar and Jasmine, right? And as we call find, we call Jasmine, not Jasmine, Jafar, right? Um, They are very quick to, we call it, um, Kick Jafar's ass because he's a fucking nerd and with very liminal magic powers that are outside of fire. <laughs> Which Sora can also use. So, ah, one up. Ace the hole. <laughs> so, like, um, and some illusion magic and heartless. But um, as they beat him, um, he very clearly states, like, he's trying to become, like, a magical, all powerful being and he needs a genie's lamp. And they're like, Aha, you'll never get the genie's lamp. And then, like, Iago just somehow, like, he yanks it out of, like, Aladdin's hand. Mm. Yoinks that bad Yeah. Thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, you mean this? And keep in mind, right now, Jasmine is kind of, like, off to the side. Like, they just put her, like, in a precarious position so they can keep her. And, like, no one's, like, keeping an eye on her. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, this is so fucking funny. So they kick, they kick Jafar's ass. They beat him and all this stuff. And, like, as they're, like, doing this celebratory thing, like, Jasmine gets kidnapped by fucking Riku. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, great job, kids. Mm-hmm. Great job. <laughs> they literally say, we saved Jasmine. Turn around, Jasmine's gone. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, what? So yeah, Regal is up and like goes from seriously, fucking seriously. So let's recap on like Riku's progression. Starts off as a regular fourteen-year-old kid, right? And yeah, um, normal, pretty weird with his friend, but normal. Destroys a world by accident. I'll give him the grace of by accident because he doesn't know what's really happening. Then commits a felony. <laughs> and kidnaps a girl. So, yeah. Great. Doing great. He seems to be on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Sorry, from the bottom, now we're digging. <laughs> so, yeah, no, 100%. So now, um, he's like, hey, I committed this fel- felony for you guys. Where's my freaking friend? And, like, he's, we called, they're like, oh, it's great that you said this. We actually have news on that. So they send him a little hologram of, like, a sleeping Kyrie. And, like, it seems we have located her. It seems she's missing her heart. And he's like, so she's dead? <laughs> he's like, no. Something a little bit more mysterious than that. <laughs> but yeah, it seems the darkness has taken her heart. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, how we fix her? I'm like, mm, that is a mystery, isn't it? Oh my god, tell us the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So, eventually, he's sent off another mission, and he's off to, we call it, um, steal, um, eventually get get Kyrie's body. Because apparently it's in Neverland with Captain Hook, and he's like, I guess we're going on a mission, child. He's like, sure. Fuck you. But (laughs) as this happens, as this happens, he's obviously like, I don't really trust you guys. You guys are really suspicious. And I don't really see how you're getting anything out of this. Helping me get my friend. And, you know, that's a one moment where he's kind of smart. Regal has common sense again. Because, but then again, I don't even want to give him that much. Because Maleficent is so bad at manipulation. It's actually It's <laughs> like, she lays it on so fucking thick. Like, she's like, why would I need anything in, like, recompense? For, like, helping you. I see you as a ch- my own child, my son. <laughs> I heavily doubt that. <laughs> I've known you for all of two days, perhaps. <laughs> and he, she's like, well, fine. You don't have to accept my affection. What's that noise? Oh, sorry. I'm playing this. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you don't have to accept it, but, like, no. I give you this gift, and he gets a little bit of a power boost, I guess. They don't really describe it. They just kind of like, <laughs> So, yeah, no. And he's off to his mission to get Kyrie's body from Neverland. Don't know why it's there, but, you know. So, fun thing. So, as Sora is looking for their new world that un- unlocked itself, we call it, um, they come across a uh, anomaly. A whale <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> Remember how I said, like, the darkness fucks with you? And, like, it's not something normal human living beings should be able to, like, mess around with. This is a video I'm on your books. We call it, um... Well, um, apparently whales are, like, either inherently evil beings capable of traversing eldritch Cthulhu mythos without any hindrance, or, like, whales are big enough to be constituted as a world. Because <laughs> then this shit happens. <laughs> The gummy ship is flying through space. 
Suddenly Monstro, the whale from Pinocchio, swims into frame and swallows the ship whole. <laughs> That's just a whale. Oh my god! <laughs> With human teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might wanna, what? I want to pause it, yeah. Oh. So yeah, no, you get swallowed by a freaking whale. I mean, like, I guess like whales in some mythology are. Oh, hey, Geppetto. <laughs> Actually, yes, because oh, sorry. Also, keep in mind, last trip to we call Town, like the one right before this, mm-hmm. between the pit stop, they met Pinocchio. He was at Traverse Town. Okay. So when they get to the inside the whale, and it's a whole world apparently. Also, keep in mind, like you're right now, you're in the boat one, not the organ one, <laughs> the organ picture. Um, you meet Geppetto in the boat, and also Pinocchio. Um, we just saw you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's been five minutes. How did you not only find your father, but get into a boat into space made of wood? <laughs> Yes. And crash in a whale in space. Not made of wood. It's special gummy wood, okay? It's very, it's very, uh. It's not like you said space was not made of wood. I'm like, we know. (laughs) We subscribe to the flat earth theory. Space is wood theory. Space is mahogany. (laughs) So, yeah, um,. And then, like, as we're doing this, and, like, you kind of get the vibe that, like, Geppetto doesn't know what happens to you call Pinocchio is enough, too. So he kind of runs off mid-conversation. Pinocchio? Yeah. <laughs> Pinocchio! Which is... Have you, have you been a good boy? Yeah. Thinking sure. of Thinking of smoking and... I was thinking about the felonies he's committed. <laughs> <laughs> I thinking about, yeah, like, stealing of the food. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember that movie too well. It's, <laughs> it's one of those movies I saw as a kid, and I just don't remember it. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember, all I remember is, like, there's a scene with them smoking, (laughs) and then, like, there's, like, a roller coaster on an island of bad boys turn into, like, donkeys or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's fucking, fucking weird. It's the same music around here. But, um, oh, shit. We call it, um, essentially, essentially, so, as Pinocchio is, like, running off so he doesn't have to face the judgment of Geppetto, who is... He's worried he's going to learn all the shenanigans that he's been up to in reverse jail. Um, he runs into Riku, who kind of kidnaps him when they find out. Basically, he runs into Riku, and then Pinocchio runs into Sora. And Sora, Pinocchio's hiding in kind of a corner so he doesn't see Riku behind him. And then Riku pops out and like, hey, I'm just playing with this kid. I'm like, why, why are you a 14-year-old playing with a, essentially a 10-year-old in a whale's stomach. It's a weird thing to Don't do. worry about and it. Why are, you acting, <laughs> why are you acting so malicious and like, hey, um, let's stop playing his parent, aka Geppetto, is looking for him. And like, Sora's like, You're, why are you stop, shut up. We're having fun. If you really want to find Kyrie and show your friends you better find us and catch us, ha ha ha. I'm like, okay, that's a weird thought process and line of thinking. Well, whatever. So like, <laughs> once again, kidnaps a child. And um, 
It's very apparent in this particular show, we call part of the game, that Riku is a malicious character. Mm. Or at least, but Sora's not picking up on that at all. Mm. It's actually kind of weird. But like, essentially, as they're fucking around in this whale stomach for some reason, Maleficent literally pulls Riku to the side, like, hey, so you clearly still care about this guy, otherwise you wouldn't be bothering them. And Riku's like, nah, I'm just playing around with him, I don't care about him at all. And she's like, okay, like, that's clearly a bold-faced lie to my face, but whatever, Mm. sure. Have fun with your little game. And disappears, and like... Mm. And you can see a little bit more animosity between the two than in initially is shown. But like, eventually, they get to the whale stomach, and this guy over here, the parasite we call prison or cage, this little heartless. Uh, you see that big mouth in the middle? Yeah. Uh, Riku's dumbass throws Pinocchio in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's okay, right? <laughs> he's surrounded by stomach acid. Not in the heartless. <laughs> But in this whale stomach. (laughs) So eventually you had to beat this guy, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't really understand in this part of the game exactly why he's going after Pinocchio. But essentially, he teams up with Sora to free Pinocchio from the parasite prison. And the thing escapes out of a hole and he chases it, right? And um, he gets Pinocchio out, essentially. But... (laughs) For some odd reason, throws him back in there when Sora comes in. <laughs> and dips. Okay. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so then Sora beats, we call it, um, Sora beats the Parasite Prison and, like, Geppetto and Pinocchio are freed. And then it kind of just goes off. And you kind of, now you get the reasoning as to why Riku takes... Pinocchio is because Pinocchio is a puppet and is not endowed with life or a heart, which is kind of the symbol of life in this game, right? And Kyrie, who's now in Captain Hook's boat, is unconscious because she no longer has a heart. So Rika was hoping that if they somehow got to understand how Pinocchio came to get a heart and I'm most likely burned out his fucking chest. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would be able to understand how to get a heart, ba- Kyrie's heart, back into her body. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's very clear that Riku is of the mind. I will commit as many felonies as possible. Would have made more sense to kidnap Geppetto yeah. than Pinocchio. We're trying think. to figure out how it works. Yeah, you would think. Right? <laughs> Geppetto, how the fuck did you do this? <laughs> yeah, you would think, right? But like, also, it's a weird thing. Like, like, mm, <laughs> but, like, it's also kind of a weird thing because, you, like, you also don't really understand, like, how did Rico even find out about Pinocchio? Mm-hmm. It was like, he has no connection to any of those Disney villains that are. He gave him the boat. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, like, you get to see Kyrie and, um,. Essentially, like, he's like, I need to fix her. Blah, blah. And, like, at this point, Sora and Riku, their bridge is burning. Like, on fire. Oh, Doug, do you need a break? Mm, no, I got it. Okay. Um, well, Sora and Riku's, their bridge is burning, essentially. Like, Sora is getting onto the mind that Riku is not as a benign character as he has normally been in their childhood, right? Which sucks, because, like, throughout the game, you also get, like, two things. 
weird scenes in which you see Kyrie in places of other characters. Like Sora is imagining Kyrie in situations, or like having weird conversations with her, right? Mm-hmm. Like not flashbacks, like actual conversations, but it seems like Kyrie. That disappear when he looks at them or like there was no one there. You were talking to yourself. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, weird shit. Or flashbacks of him and Riku as kids. You know, growing up and seeing how good of a care guy Riku used to be for him. Because like Riku's essentially like Sora's older brother. Like they're friends, but they're close as blood, essentially. Like all three of them were, except for, you know, Kyrie and Sora kind of boing. <laughs> <laughs> but um essentially we call it he's a big brother character for both mm-hmm. of them. And um, it's kind of heartbreaking because you can kind of see, like, this used to be a really tight group that's just kind of falling apart the second that you would think the world just, ends. The world ends. <laughs> like, it's not only that, like, you also get, like, they feel like not only is the world ending, like, they're doing everything they can to get to each other, but every time they get to each other, they're absolutely at odds with each other. Hmm. It's kind of like a message, like, people as people are growing up. Eventually, the relationship is changing, and sometimes it's not always in a positive way. And I kind of like that messaging. Or, like, you could read it into that. Honestly, I'm 100% not putting that much thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are going, whoa, in five seconds. Like, you're not now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no. Um, so, as we call it, retrieving, we call it, it's weird, though. Because, like, you would think. Maleficent, who is very good at manipulating Riku, would not really care if he ever actually found Kyrie. But for some odd reason, she rewards him for finding Kyrie. And it's like, hey, okay, so you're doing wonderful. I'm going to give you the power to control the heartless. Don't know how she has that power, but whatever. Essentially, yeah, gives him a power up. And yeah. you see the little suit that she has, that is the Result of his power up. I don't know why he, she gave a fourteen year old abs, and yeah, I don't know. It's don't worry about it. It's more the visual. Uh, it's like, like a m- muscle suit. Yeah, it kind of seems like a superhero. Kind he of got kind of like Nightwing, but with like a like a, a thing. heart instead of a wing. Yeah, yeah kind of like Nightwing like skirt thing going yeah, on. He's got yeah, he's like, <laughs> like he took his jacket off and tied it around his waist. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, with the weird cross belts, the weird X belts. Yeah, that's like you know holding the sweater together. (laughs) And some weird boots. But yeah, no, he gets a little power up that comes with it, and um, he's very because now Sora is coming to Neverland, and this is when they're going to meet again, and hopefully it will turn well. But that will be next time. On, I was going to say Dragon Ball Z, but like, Lord <laughs> in! Next time on Lord in. <laughs>